Good evening, everyone. Here is another episode of Myths and Stories. This week, Myth and Zor are going to be talking about the Witch Queen that was just released uh, this past week. And take it away, guys. Yes, there will be spoilers. Yes, Uh, this is your spoiler warning. (laughs) Turn back now if you do not want to be spoiled on literally everything. Literally everything. I this is the first time I've actually taken notes, um, and I have two pages waters. of them. This that's what I'm saying. Like this is like I'm learning from myth. He's he's teaching me the ways of of podcasting. Uh, so yeah, I, no. Uh, I think maybe the the format that we do here tonight um, is try and go chronologically through the story of the, the Witch yep. Queen campaign. Um, we'll stop and, and talk in detail and, and talk about some of the questions we have and some of the things we think were answered at certain areas of the story. Um, Absolutely. And then at the end, uh, after we've gotten all the lore bits out of the way, we're just going to kind of give our, our general impressions and thoughts on the, the expansion as a whole, uh, what we like, what we don't like, all that good stuff. So that's yep. the plan. Now, I've... I've I've played through the campaign completely twice. I've played through it once uh on Legend uh with my wife and that's how we played the 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 game uh from day 1 and then I played it again on normal by myself uh on my hunter. Um so it's okay as much as we say hunters suck, titans suck even more, so hunters are okay. Uh Myth, how many times have you played through the campaign? Uh, I have played through the campaign in total once. I did it um, solo on Legendary with my, my Warlock, which I, I firmly believe Legendary difficulty is the way to go. Uh, Absolutely. If, if you've got people to play it with, awesome. I, it does scale the difficulty based on the number of people in your fire team. Uh, I personally found that solo was the most enjoyable for me, but your mileage may vary. But uh, if yep. if you are an experienced Destiny player, definitely give Legendary a try. I think that is that is the best version of the campaign. It it was fantastic. I absolutely loved having that level of challenge. The 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 level of puzzles throughout the entire campaign that that felt like the entire campaign felt like an invol- a giant involved raid. Mm-hmm. You know, like every every time we came up to something, it was like, hey, here's a puzzle. Figure it out. And you'd kind of sit there and you'd, you know, you'd, you'd do some trial and error stuff. And, and then, you know, something would click and you go, oh, that's what I need to do. Okay. Da, 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 da. And, and, and you do the thing. And, and yeah, so it was, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a, a, a very, very fun experience uh, uh, throughout, the, throughout the campaign. Yeah. So, uh, so do we want to just, do we want to just start with like, let's, let's just hey, start with cutscene. how the campaign starts. Yeah. I... So we are we are greeted to a uh, beautifully rendered cutscene. All of the cutscenes in the expansion um, are top tier, look great, everything sounds great. Uh, they did. Do we a know really, if there's a really if there's a new job. engine for them or or, or uh, new rendering software or something? Or I, I if there it is, they like haven't it. talked about it, but it definitely felt like it. It felt like it was yeah. much much higher fidelity than anything we had seen thus far. Um, Ikora and Eris were looking pretty uh, um, Rule 34'd up, if I do say so myself. And you do say so. Uh, just <laughs> you. 
but just just me i do say so. just, just myself but so we we come into um the campaign we're arriving on mars which has kind of inexplicably just popped back into existence um Oof. and uh with these little pockets of uh windows into what mars used to be like in the golden age uh and that represents itself in the way that like we'll be walking through a a deserted area of mars and suddenly there's a little pocket of farmland that's just you know crops growing that have popped up and and farm equipment uh that you you see just kind of is phased into existence in a certain area and then it's back to the desert um and 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 eris kind of talks to you about what it is as you're walking through well i guess i'm jumping ahead uh well she she does she does uh she she essentially at that at that time just tells us that like yeah you are seeing pieces of the golden age these are temporal anomalies um that are letting us see into the the past in some way um but that's kind of all we get at that time to to explain that uh and our our main goal in the first the first mission is we arrive on Mars. Uh, Savathun's uh, ship has shown up on Mars uh, shortly after our arrival, or shortly before our arrival, shortly after the arrival of Ikora and, and Eris, uh, who presumably have been there. Uh, it, it sounds like Guardians have been on Mars for a little while. It sounds like Mars came yeah. back into existence. I uh, for for a decent amount of time prior to the start of the campaign and uh guardians have been there investigating mars now that it's come back what uh specifically there are like relics that didn't exist there before there's there's this whole uh thing called the enclave which uh they're trying to figure out what the heck is this where did it come from um and it's in the process of these investigations happening that savathun's ship just kind of materializes and and her her ship is a is a very uh familiar looking design. It's very reminiscent of uh the the dreadnought in some ways. Um And that was that was actually one of the one of the questions. So like like Myth was saying, I'm just going to kind of blip in here with little questions that I'd written down. Um Savathun's ship uh has that has that kind of eye in the center of it. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a circular shape. Uh, with with uh, on on the uh, and on the side of it on the inside of the circle, there's a there's an eye looking thing that looks very similar to the same weapon that Oryx had on his. And I had asked Myth, uh, is that is that eye a weapon, and is this ship a worm god? Because that's what Oryx's ship was. Yeah, and while the architecture is very similar, we don't have any information to suggest to us that her ship is made out of a worm god as like the the uh, dreadnought was um and that i i don't think is a weapon personally i think it's just uh some like a little aesthetic throwback to the dreadnought to kind of associate this with another hive god um sure. in in our mind I, I like that i like that idea just because there's there's no indication, you know, Oryx's uh, ship, the uh, he had that same little little eye kind of area that very specifically had a ritual set up. He, you know, when he stabbed his sword into the pedestal, 
that's kind of the the singular point where um his his throne world slash weapon um would would start to materialize and we go to where that that eye is uh inside of the ship during the campaign as we're kind of chasing through through the ship trying to get to Savathun. Uh and there's nothing like that there. However, yep. however, it is worth noting that that is where the portal that connects her ship to her throne world exists. So it's still kind of a, a say, very that focal was the, point. That's, that's that's where you that and I guess I'm still kind of jumping forward a little bit. That's that is where you first see that ascendant looking portal uh yep. on the inside of the ship, on the inside right. of that eye. Yeah, so uh to to get to that point, um we we arrive we're kind of uh Ikora is is on comms with us as well as Eris and and they're kind of under the impression of like hey Savathun just popped out of nowhere we need you know this is the first time we've seen her since her grand escape uh during the at the end of season of the lost um we don't know where she's been we don't know what she's been doing but she's here and this might be our only opportunity to to get at her uh so our guardian being the very enterprising guardian that they are decide that uh you know we're gonna get to her at at whatever cost is required uh and alongside the materialization of this ship the cabal uh Keitel's cabal are actively trying to um get the the relics of the uh i don't want to say ruins per se but the abandoned armaments of the previous Cabal Legion that was on Mars. Uh, they're trying to get in there and get those working again and make make these uh, command centers usable again for Keitel's uh, Legion of Cabal. Because the Mars of D1, and, and especially Phobos, uh, the moon of Mars, was very much like a base of operations for the Cabal in, mm-hmm. our, in our system. Our very first introduction to the cabal was on mars in in d1 um and they they even had a presence on mars uh in d2 when we were there for the uh the war mind uh content um so we we see the cabal setting things up and uh if if the story has a moment that i think could have been improved on this is it and it's that for whatever reason we as the guardian decide okay that ship is way up there airspace is being controlled by cabal clearly the most the 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 most advantageous thing for me to do to get there as fast as possible is not to radio the the empress that is in charge of this legion and have one of their and ships that, and fly that we us kind up of have an alliance with yeah who we have an armistice with is not to uh yeah, make any kind of contact with with her or this cabal legion whatsoever. It's to roll in like a walking tank, just kill tens, if not hundreds, <laughs> of her cabal soldiers who are was, just trying to defend say, their my base. Kill, my kill count at the end of that mission was definitely over a hundred, but I guess I guess there's a few <laughs> hive that we kill along the way too. So yeah, yeah. uh, and uh. 
and we decide that we're just we're going to take over this base as our our normal one-man army and uh jerry rigged the cannon to shoot us as the projectile uh at because you know that's a brilliant idea um i mean it worked in the world even ghost work here even ghost was like i'll stand by for res yeah (laughs) uh so that that was one thing i thought was a like why (laughs) i mean and they could have explained it away they could have explained it away really easily but they they didn't well and and they they kind of did to a point like they they when you go through the the seasonal portion of it um well i guess they don't really truly explain away they don't explain why you didn't just radio in and be like hey keitel can we you know can you get us up there and maybe have a little bit more friendlier of a alliance than what we currently have right now of of this very much like you know yeah it, our alliance our, our alliance with the cabal right now is very um teetered i think it's 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 very fragile it, i i yeah. don't feel like it's fully there but it, it's it's there enough that like we we should have been able to like just radio in and be like hey yeah get us or, up there. Or you know than... what? Just just make it. And that was another thing. Why on earth are are the soldiers there wearing the the Red Legion garb instead of Keitel's garb? Yeah. Uh, and not just that. Like when you when you look at them, they have Red Legion symbols on them. Yeah. Like next to their name tags. Like. So they they could have done a, a bunch of things there. They could have been like, yeah, this is remnants of the Red Legion trying to trying to get whatever tech they can off of Savathun's ship to, you know, then try and bring themselves back to power. Uh, it's a, it's a splinter faction. They, they could have done a ton of things and it's, it was odd that their, their decision was, yeah, we just murdered a bunch of our allies soldiers because <laughs> why the fuck not? Which, uh, which then Kyle has kind of a problem with. She does. And she gets Obviously. over it really quick though. <laughs> she does like she's like ah it's cabal fuck him yeah like oh okay is that like all right so needless to say we we use a cabal cannon to launch ourselves up to the ship and when we arrive at savathun's ship uh ghost notices things are weird um because i like, the very really first thing weird. they they say is like there are there are signs of void light explosions here. I think a guardian got here before us. Um, and Ikora, of course, and Ikora's like, that's not nah, possible. No way. Uh, and so you, you kind of continue through with like, okay, that's weird. But, you know, you're going through the, the ship and, and trying to get your way to Savathun. And the first hint that not everything is, is as it seems is you come across an acolyte. And it, it very purposefully, it's a single acolyte in a, in a hallway, a dark hallway, and they're glowing, uh, and they have an overshield. And when you kill them, this little moth pops out that is glowing bright white, and if you get too close, it'll blow up in your face. Uh, yeah. But on Legend, they freaking hurt. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> Two of those things will kill you. But you, you ain't surviving it. What you what you come to realize is that this little moth, which had previously been attached to the acolyte, uh, now not not as in like inside of them, but literally just attached, like Hot. sitting on them, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is 
take it take your time man yeah is uh <laughs> we, we got prov- two hours of this tonight <laughs> is providing uh light it is full of light uh and is literally giving, feeding them light and is giving the, capital, the acolyte capital in this l case, light yeah is giving the acolyte in this case an overshield from that light uh yep. and so that that's kind of your first hint that like ooh, how what why yep. Uh, and you progress through, and you you come across a number of these enemies with these little moths. And uh, especially on legendary, you find if you don't do something about those moths after they pop out of whatever you killed, they're just gonna go find someone else to attach to and give an overshield to. Uh, Absolutely, and, ma- and make your they day will harder. jump body to body to body. Uh, and then when you get rid of all the bodies that they have left, then they just suicide bomb you. Yep. And uh. I uh, it, it will it will wreck your day on on like it hurts it hurts man uh so that so that kind of brings me to my first couple of, of questions I guess uh mm-hmm. well not my first couple of questions uh so like them having some sort of light is not necessarily um odd it, because we know that Sabathun was investigating uh well I guess do do we the do we, the character in game, do we, the guardian, know that Sabathun was investigating uh, light stealing stuff? I mean, we had to have because of Sabathun's song back in back in the beginning of D two, right? Like, and and Ghost mentions Sabathun's song. Um, he okay. says that there there were reports uh, on Titan of uh, Sabathun stealing void light from guardians. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so they they kind of acknowledge that there's that Savathun's been trying to figure out something with with siphoning light away for a while. They they don't really go too crazy about it when they're you know it's just kind of a, an offhanded comment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think these moths. Uh, personally, we I don't think we do find out exactly how these moths came to be and and where they came from exactly, or at least not yet. Uh. But I do think that these are probably the byproducts of Savathun's kind of first successful uh, experiments with I, I transferring right. light into something. Yes. Um, and and there's this is kind of a, a fun little thing that I, I saw somebody else mention. Um, but, you know, they, they say that... Uh, the you know, there's the saying like a moth to the flame. Uh, moths yes. are attracted to to light, you know, to to heat and and light. And uh, I think that's kind of the iconography they're going for with this. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's the finisher that you can get uh, from the season pass that's like a moth to a, and then it just says dot dot dot, and all you do is blow a moth at the enemy and it blows them up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I think you're right there. I think that's definitely a a cute little Easter egg from from Bungie to us like haha look at that so we we fight our way through we're acknowledge that okay this is weird there's these little light moths that are giving the the hive some some light protection uh but nothing too crazy until until we reach that uh we see Savathun uh exit the the ship into her throne world through that that ascendant portal and what pops up to protect it but a hive knight 
Uh, and it is a, a night unlike anything our character has seen before, but we have seen a number of times in the uh, marketing material at this point. Yep. Uh, and it is a night that not only can be empowered by light, but can wield light in the same fashion that we can. Uh, and we he, learn that very pops, quickly. He straight up pops a super on us. We learn that like, very quickly when he he uh, does a, a shield throw, a titan shield throw right into your face. Yeah. Right at the get-go there. Uh, and, and on Legend, it kills you. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, uh, it's rough. Like, and, and Ghost is, is kind of like, what the shit was that? Like... So yeah, not not only is your character and and Ghost kind of rattled by the fact that this thing exists and was able to use light in this way, but after you kill it, up pops a ghost, and uh, our ghost is like freaking out about it. Um, he's like, "What is that? Let me go see it. Go investigate it. Go touch it. Go mess with it." Yeah. And on, on your way up there, it's it's like, "Hey, Rez." <laughs> Yeah, and now we have that Hive Knight who's back in the game, uh, ready to go. And you have to kill him again, and full health, overshield, all that jazz. Upon the the second time uh, removing him, that ghost pops back up. Uh, our ghost now is is almost like frantic. Uh, yeah, he's like, you got to deal with that thing. That is not the same as me. You know that that is. That is a foreign evil thing, you know. Get it, kill it, get it away. You know, essentially. Yep. Uh, and and in that first time where you you grab this ghost, and you're holding it in your hand, and it's squirming around, and it the the sound effect is almost as if it's kind of like screaming. Uh, and and you you know, you you crush it, you crush it to dust in your hand. And your guardian just kind of sits there and like stares at their hand for a second and is, is coming to the realization of like, they just, they just ended a light bearer. Uh, you know, yeah. Like this, this and highest form of, of awful thing that happens between guardians. And, and now you're being asked to do this against the hive. Uh, and it's, it's it's a rough moment. It really is. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's something. So I say, are we then progress into the portal after Savathun? I which find... that brings up uh, a question of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that portal is very much an ascendant portal. Yeah. Uh, so. Savathun walks through it like it's nothing. We walk through it like it's nothing. It is that all because we have been ascendant, or is or or is is Bungie just kind of writing off the the thought of of becoming ascendant? I I think personally, I think that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I think the the idea of ascendancy really hasn't been talked about at all in game since Taken King. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I feel like the the it was an interesting idea for there to be a qualifier to enter the ascendant realm before, but now it just doesn't really make sense anymore. I well, and we talked about this a little bit. I I think it's I think it's more of like for that specific time we needed a password basically 
and and in game Ares talks about like you must become ascendant you must drink from the whatever but i i think it was just like we needed like the secret code to enter his specific uh yeah. and... ascendant realm and i and that to me makes more sense whereas like now like i mean we go back and forth between the ascendant realm and our realm constantly yeah no, and actually, I think that makes a lot of sense because thinking about it, if we think back to the the books of sorrow, uh, Shivu Arath, uh, locks her ascendant realm so that Oryx and Savathun can no longer reach her there, can no longer travel to her uh... throne world. So maybe Oryx did the same thing, and the only reason we're able to get in is because we uh have the essence of Crota that we steal. And like that is a person that it was not locked against. Yeah. Uh, so I I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just password protected, and we just kind of you know mm-hmm. booted it up in safe mode and just said fuck your password. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we we travel through into Savathun's throne world, and her throne world is f- so fascinating. <laughs> Uh it's beautiful. It it really is. The the architecture it has, it has this like to me it was it was very much this like Alice in Wonderland feeling, right? Like the like mm-hmm. the Queen's Court. Like very much like these hedges and and these these shrubbery and, and I, I I honestly have expected a, a little like talking card to come out and go <laughs> Oh no, you must save the Queen. Like, yeah, no, it it's very much this this surreal thing and and very light like light is everywhere yeah it's uh all of the architecture is very very clearly hive is that same kind of like for lack of a better term like spindly kind of look to it as far as the material but it's all like alabaster white uh these grand kind of towering uh you know almost cathedral-esque uh buildings Uh, it all of it very well manicured, like shrubbery and gardens, and and these these carved out statues and things, um, lo- looking very, very unlike, uh, very looking very not hive, not traditional hive. Yeah. Um, and uh, but we it's kind of got two zones. So you've got the this city of of this alabaster white that's kind of of uh coming out of this dark murky quagmire and it, it literally an area called that like quagmire swampy Giddy. zone uh and they they talk about this in one of the vidocs uh her throne world is meant to represent uh savathun kind of at her deepest level her psyche at its deepest level uh, and she even says her throne world is synonymous with her own mind, and this this duality is an expression of her uh, abandoning the dark and building the light over top of it. And we're we're liter- we're seeing that in a literal form. So that's nuts. That's, it that's is nuts. So we we take our moment to look around and 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 take in all of this like crazy unexpected splendor uh and then we chase Savathun. uh yep. and we we chase her through her throne um until we get to 
kind of where it, we, we corner her. We think we corner her in an area. Um, there's a little fight with some more Hive Guardians. And then we, we uh, have a fight with Savathun, a very quick fight where she go, we, we kill her very easily. Even on Legend, it only took me like four shots ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And she was dead. And, and even our ghost was like, dude, what the hell is going on? Yeah. That was way too... Why, like, first off, Savathun would never just show herself. That's not her style. We beat her way too easy. Like, what the hell is going on? Ghost is very rattled the entire mission. This entire time, Ghost is just like, I, what the hell? Yeah. And, and I think I think the, the dialogue that, that he says is something along the lines of like, all right, look, I know you're strong. But that was way <laughs> but, too fucking easy. But get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I love what they do because after Savathun dies, quote unquote, uh, a little treasure chest pops up and it's like, hey, mission complete. Good job. And then when you go to yeah. the, the treasure chest to open it and get your loot, that's where the trap is sprung. That's where, yep. that's where you step into this area and you're now suddenly paralyzed and Savathun reappears along with a number of uh, kind of reflections of herself. Um, and she is like, "Did you really think that 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 that, yeah. <laughs> that was how this was gonna go?" You, uh, you silly goose. And uh, she kind of teleports us out, a la hive magic. And the, the very next scene is we're we're waking up, literally face down in the desert of Mars, with this nice little skin yeah. mark of how far we had how how far we had gone since hitting the sand. Uh, definitely got jettisoned yeah yeah and uh and we're communicating with ikora and letting her know what we found that like a we got kicked out uh yeah and and b that savathun has light bearing hive uh yeah and and this is now and ghosts and ghosts and this is now become kind of the central theme of of the campaign is not only do we need to stop Savathun, but we need to figure out like how did she steal the light how and th- and that's how ikora and ghost both rationalize it they go how did she how did she take it from us how did she steal yep. this power because clearly she had to have stolen it um, right and they started an investigation that's very much and 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 the whole investigation thing that's very much like uh, that's kind of like the theme that that's go- throughout the entire campaign is is you are a detective trying to uncover clues and and find the riddles and find the mysteries and and you know figure this thing out get the get the different pieces of evidence and try to put this thing together. Um, and I think the the title for all this stuff is is I think it's Gumshoe, isn't it? Yeah, the title for the season or for the <laughs> the expansion. Yeah. For is the, is Gumshoe for Witch Queen? Yeah, yeah, for Witch Queen, um, which is is kind of fun. Uh, you That's know, old cute. old school detective. Uh, yeah, kind of detective vocab there. So yeah. Uh, so I I'm not necessarily wanting to go through every single campaign mission with that amount of granularity. Um, oh I think no, because I was kind of say, like some... I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking at time right now, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that mission took me less than thirty minutes, and, and, and we have just taken thirty minutes to explain to that mission. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we do that. We ain't going to finish this in two hours. <laughs> no, no, no. So to to do some some broader strokes, uh, the course of the campaign is mostly us 
um, doing exactly that, trying to track down clues and figure out um, from those clues uh, what is Savathun's plan, uh, how did she take the light, where you know what 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 are we trying to stop here, and the way that that making happens, a little bit of amends with Keitel. Yep, you know, there, there's a brief meeting with Keitel for the seasonal content, which is along the lines of like, hey, sorry we blew up your dudes. They they died with Indeed. honor. It was the Cabal way. <laughs> yeah. And uh and she she There's there's does one the there's one meme. moment. <laughs> there's one moment where Zavala says something and she looks back at him and goes, Indeed. And then the camera pans over to Crow and he's just giggling in the corner. And I'm like, Come on. Really? <laughs> that was uh, that was a cute touch, Bungie. I appreciate that. It, that was pretty good. Um yeah. but Keitel gets over the the murder of her soldiers pretty quick. Real uh, quick, like it's just mind blowing how fast she gets over it. And uh, and she's like, okay, we're we're gonna team up. Uh, we're my scions are going to help you capture uh, Savathun's some of Savathun's um, hive guardians that are out wreaking havoc in in the solar system, and we're going to uh, mentally like dig into their their psyche and and try and extract information about Savathun's grandmaster plans. Uh and that yeah. that is the seasonal content. Is you tracking those yep. uh those you know hive guardians down and working with the scions to to break their connections to the light and the dark so that they're vulnerable to uh psionic interrogation. Um, yep. So while that and is th- kind of this kind of brings me mm-hmm. this brings me to another one of my questions. Uh, and myth, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, when you're in those missions, at the end of it, the scions transport you into what they call the mindscape, uh, and we kind of theorize that well, maybe maybe that's similar to what Callus, what happened in Callus's uh, raid, uh, the the Leviathan raid, uh, when you fight Callus and your guardians are transported into this purple space, and there's nothing but scions in there. There are no other cabal in there but scions. We kind of theorize that maybe that is the mindscape. Maybe that's like Callus's mindscape or something like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I I thought that was I thought that was a neat way to I thought that would have been a neat way to kind of explain uh, some of the things that we've seen in in the past. Uh, kind of going forward now, like hey, now we're starting to get a little bit better understanding of what we were doing and where we were going and how we were able to do this and what was actually happening in these fights, other than because video game. Yeah, and and even to to add some more kind of context clues to the Callus fight to indicate that that might be what was happening. If we assume that the the mindscape, and I think it's explained as this, is we we are ent- entering the like inner psyche of whatever it is that that is producing this mindscape. Um, and for Callus, it's it's just a long hallway towards uh towards towards death essentially uh and towards all that and all that it is is just a giant purple callus head and he believed himself to be the the kind of crier of the end the the harbinger yep. to come forth and tell everyone the universe is ending so enjoy what you got while you got it and to to see him as the the herald of the end and then for his psyche to be a a giant head that is literally shooting death balls out of its mouth that is speaking death into existence uh those ideas and, and line cons- up really well for me and, 
and and the whole like sucking thing, right? Like sucking everything in, consuming everything, mm-hmm. grow fat and go grow fat with strength, go grow fat with luxury, like enjoy life. Like it that I very much think that 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 is a, a very good explanation of a mindscape. Uh, yes. No, I, I especially for that raid. I think that that's. It, unless some very specific lore comes out that's like, nah, this is what happened. I think we're in his mindscape. I think that that makes the most sense. Uh, okay, so now now to jump backwards a little bit, because mm-hmm. uh, because we talked about this for just a brief second at the beginning. Uh, Mars, Mars appears, and there's these like time shifted spaces. Um, yep. That is not time travel. We are not traveling through time. I don't believe we're just, so. We're just being shown essentially memories of those areas, and those memories are kind of bleeding through to our current time. Yeah. So the two things that that makes me think of, one, the Vex. Like, could the Vex have been responsible for bringing Mars back? I don't think so. I don't think the Vex are involved in any way, personally. Um, the whole, because it's not time travel, because right? It's like not it's, time it's travel. just it's just showing. It's just bleeding forward, right? Well, and it's also not any form of anything that we have seen the Vex do before. Uh, Absolutely, you know they they move themselves, and and we're, this is not a Vex episode. I'm not going to get into it. The Vex technically <laughs> do not time travel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I knew I was <laughs> <laughs> But uh the the Vex very rarely are affecting things outside of themselves when they do right. their time fuckery. Uh yep. and, and that that's what we're seeing is kind of just a residual energy almost. And and, and why that's, I think that's what I see it as. And and one of the main things that points to this being something different is the, the enclave, which is where weapon crafting happens. Uh, when you it, when you're in your initial mission, you you get this piece, uh, this blade, um, from uh, Savathun's ship, and you take that blade because it it appears to be of uh, of a material that is is related to darkness. Uh, you take that blade to the Enclave, which is this relic that has become uh that that was discovered on Mars after it popped back into existence and and has been. Uh, was being studied by Eris and Ikora and her hidden prior to us arriving there. Uh, and you take it to this this enclave uh, kind of forge area uh, because they look they they seem so similar to each other. And when you get there, the Ikora explains what happens. It, it takes this singular piece of of this weapon, this blade, and it turns it into the the glaive weapon enigma um that's how you get your first glaive in the game um and ikora explains or or comments that the the enclave took this object and was able to know a blueprint of the entire weapon that this object belonged to as if it had tapped into the memory of the object, the memory of the blade, uh, to know what it once used to be like. And that's kind of seems to be a theme 
with the expansion yep. in general is that darkness is tied to memory. And so what, what it seems is happening is that these little pockets of dark energy that are spread throughout Mars uh, are forcing that area of Mars to remember what it used to be like. Uh, and we're, we're almost literally seeing into little, little bits of the planet's memory of how it used to be way back in the Golden Age. Yep. Which, if, if that's what's happening there, and, and this is kind of speculation a little bit, if, if something near Saturn did the same thing, could that ex- possibly explain why we might get a Taken King raid? Again, if like they're gonna make if they're gonna make the Taken King raid uh, relevant to the story, or if they're gonna vault and glass not just it. be like, "Hey, look, a raid," and just be like, "Go have that? fun." Here's a thing that has popped <laughs> Here's up. a shiny. Have fun. Yeah, go get your touch of mallets back. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um. So but yeah, so so that's that's kind of the whole thing that's going on there, uh, with Mars and and the time time shifting stuff um i can't i don't want to call it i'm, I'm going to call it time shifting although i know that's not what it, what's happening yeah um memory fracturing i guess is a better i don't know whatever uh so after so after we we come back and and we're trying to we're trying to figure stuff out like we're genuinely lost and we get this voice on the comms that's like hey what the hell are you doing get the hell out of there go away what's wrong with you and you're just like who are you and he's like, no 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 go away um and he starts this voice starts leading you everywhere and and starts doing stuff and he's like all right fine whatever if you want to talk come see me here's where i'm at and so you go meet him and it's a it's a hive ghost with his with his light bearer and it's this little dude named finch his uh his dead hive his dead light bearer his dead hive light bearer that he's refusing to res um, so there's which a just lot of brings up a whole mess load of questions <laughs> there. There's a lot of things to unpack with with Finch, this ghost. Um, I literally, so... I literally have a thing written in my notes that says, "What the hell, Finch's deal?" Question mark. That's all it is. <laughs> so what this tells us, uh, or seems to tell us, is that the ghosts that are are resing the hive that have chosen. Uh, that are 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 providing hive guardians with the light have made that as a conscious choice they they yep. have their own personalities they have their own their own uh you know they are thinking for themselves uh you could argue that they're being like psychologically manipulated by Savathun to do this sure Ooh. but they are they are still making that choice themselves they're not being forced to do anything uh and and i think we try to kind of drew a connection of that with with some of the readings from the collector's edition mm-hmm. about the ghosts that were all there's there's like a group of ghosts that were very you know uh what is it called uh not not intrinsic um uh in- intro introvert introvert yep yep the, they're 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 an introvert style of of personality and like they stop talking at head height, they sit around and lounge about all day, which I still think is just like draw me one of your French girls, uh, ghost style. Um, and and 
yeah, it, they're they're very much they have personality, they have thoughts, they think about things, they they question stuff. They're like, why do we exist? Like it, they're very much like a philosophical style of things. Yeah, and uh, and Finch even kind of explains some of the reason why he he went along with this uh, with with granting the high of the light. Uh, he says that you know he had been he had been searching for you know thousands of years for his guardian and had had essentially kind of like given up had had lost all hope yeah. of of ever finding somebody to that he could choose and then along came this opportunity for for the hive and uh for reasons we'll talk about a little later it the the argument was made that the hive and savathun was the only light bearer who was trying to actually carry out the traveler's will i uh, and ba, i think ba, 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 ba. and i think that that uh that was a, a very enticing thing for a lot of these ghosts that felt very abandoned they're like oh the reason we can't find our our human guardian or our woken guardian uh, or exo or exo uh, <laughs> is that you know they're they're not worthy like they're they're not trying to to carry out yeah. the traveler's will anymore and and maybe they're just, just they're gift... just trying to protect humanity and and that's not what the traveler that maybe that's not what the traveler wants right and and, and so now this gift maybe has a, a a new uh you know a new chosen um yeah and that that was a very enticing idea for these these ghosts that had all but given up essentially. Yep. I uh, and so um offers a little bit of of perspective from from Finch's end, but Finch comes to the conclusion apparently that um nah, this ain't right. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, he did something wrong. Uh, yeah, I think he he said he saw his his guardian, his hive guardian kill uh other human guardians and other human guardian ghosts and came to the conclusion that war amongst the light bearers could never have been the traveler's plan uh yeah and and thus makes the conscious decision to not resurrect his his hive guardian uh and we've we've had one other instance of of this happening among uh guardian ghosts uh on the glycon the mm-hmm. the not not necessarily not wanting to res but um uh the shadow of callus his ghost uh or the shadow callus like obviously that whole thing happens and they're getting stuck in this like time warpy place thing and he's like nah just kill me don't res me just wait until i'll send i'll send a burst transmission out we'll we'll wait till somebody gets here then we can have some help. We can explain this a little bit more. And and then, like, apparently it takes so long that the ghost, his his personal ghost, just starts going nuts and then just reses him in the middle of, like, a thousand scorn that tear him to death and just continues to do so over and over and over again. And he's like, kill me or I'm going to keep doing this. And and the Guardian is like, uh, what? <laughs> so... Yeah. Ghosts definitely have, they have their own will. They have their own 
consciousness. They have their own everything. They're, they they have their own mental state, which can be yeah, you know, can can come unhinged. Uh, yeah. So that that was so that for was those very of you out there that just treat your ghost as this little thing in your hand, maybe ask him how he's doing. You know, everyone asks where ghost. Maybe ask how ghost. <laughs> uh. So I say if uh, and just just a little bit of trivia. You like that one? I like that one. Just a little bit of trivia here. If anyone uh, who played the campaign heard Finch and was like, "Man, he sounds familiar," uh, in case you didn't already know, Finch is voice acted by Ian Corlett, uh, who was the English dub of Goku for Dragon Ball Z. So that nice. may be where where you've why they sound familiar um i just thought that now was just, a, a now fun little picture hit now i just picture this ghost with like i just want to see him with super saiyan hair now <laughs> that, that just would be go over and scan if, if one of his if one of his idle talks isn't like man this shit's over nine thousand. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to stand next to him now just for like a half hour and listen <laughs> and be like all right where is wait it? for all of his where's the tech? easter egg <laughs> where is it uh, uh so, yeah, so he so so you you meet up with ghost he you meet up with with finch he kind of helps you navigate through this this he kind of gives you a couple of clues he's like hey there's a couple of temples here uh in her throne world uh basically dedicated to different things uh and not only that uh one of them is housing sagira yep S- uh, the shell of sagira the shell of sagira which Okay, let's do it. Let's go grab this thing. Maybe, maybe we can get Sagira back, and and you know, let's or, let's be a little hopeful here, right? Or or at least some information, uh, something. So we we like do. We're so we're so lost in this can in like in the first couple of missions of the campaign. We as the guardian are so lost at what the hell is happening. Like we mm-hmm. we are just grasping at straws everywhere. So Finch is kind of provides us with our first our first lead, uh, and we're we just. You know, we we grab onto it like, okay, this is all we got to go on. So let's just let's just go for it. Uh, so we we fight our way through. Um, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do some broad strokes here. Uh, in the yep. the nature of time, but we fight our way through. We get to Sagira's. What what we do discover is Sagira's shell, her dead shell, unfortunately. Uh, yep. And when we touch it, there's like a little a little whisper of something. We we hear some dialogue. Um, from Savathun, I, and and we're like, what was that? How did what? what I want to hear more. Uh, yeah. And they they discover through with Ikora's help that that there's memory kind of embedded in this shell. There's there's memories tied so strongly to this shell. Uh, that that we can re- we can live that memory we can see and hear what that memory is about uh and not just that shell like the fact that it's this is the second item we've come across in the in the campaign that has memory side to it mm-hmm. possibly there are mul- there there are think there there are memories that are so important or so impactful in whatever the life of of that thing was that their memory literally gets like imprinted on the items around them at yes. that moment in time. Yep. And so that's that's the whole thing with Sagira and the and the and the glaive thing. Like, let's let's explore this idea. Let's let's 
find somewhere where we could live through this memory. And Ikora makes the connection, I think along with Eris, that the the ability to access memory seems to be something inherent of the dark. Uh, yep. By nature of the Enclave being very much of the dark and it seeing and enacting the memory of a weapon. Uh, and so she, you know, the only place that we have made a strong direct connection to the dark before is Europa. Uh, and, and so she kind of comes to the conclusion of like, we, we got to go into darkness pyramid again. <laughs> yeah. Let's go play around in the dark. Uh, to to try and hone and strengthen this ability so that we can actually uh view the full memory of, of this item. I uh, And that's that's the ability that you have in game, right? Like that's yep, called, what is deep, it called sight. deep sight. Deep sight. Deep sight. Which I find this is very interesting. Uh this is in the collector's edition, uh, and it talks about it in that same section with the introverted ghosts and they're, you know, flying around. Sad, and apparently, apparently sad the face, the ghosts refer to that sense of knowing, uh, like knowing their their guardian that 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 like yes, this is the person I meant to revive. The yep. ghosts refer to that as ghost sight. Oh, so you have ghost sight of the light, uh, and now we have deep sight, kind of on on the dark side of things. Um, I just. I just want my collector's edition. <laughs> I know. I know. But it, it's, it's an okay. interesting idea in that polarity. Again, ghost sight being the, they see the potential in that person for their future as a light bearer. And deep Ooh. sight sees the memory of that, that thing in its past. Uh, so Holy I found that kind shit. of a, a cool little, little uh, you know, they're, they're opposites of each other. I'm curious if there's more to it. Like I, that's maybe no, that's so. Super cool. That's um, super cool. But so we well, we, and while while we're down there, when yeah. when we grab the when we grab the the thing, um, we fight a boss and and ghost makes the the thing. Oh my god, is that a baron? And yes. it's yeah. a it's a giant like baron looking. Uh, baron is in like the baron of the of the reef, uh, or the baron of the tangled shore. And the uh, scorn. From forsaken yeah. days. Yeah, the scorn. Uh, like a, a scorn boss, like oh my god, what the hell? Um, I think Myth and I we 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 talked about this. It, it's it's not a Baron. It's just a it's just a scorn boss that is running around trying to kill you. Yeah. Um. I mean, if if we really want to try to split hairs, we know there there's there's already precedent for the scorn to be able to resurrect. Uh. Yep. With Fickrel, we know yep. that Fickrel has left the Tangled Shore. Um. From some dialogue in one of the the strikes, uh, or or it might have been this mission actually, um, and Fickrel has the ability to resurrect Scorn. So, yep, could it be a Baron that just doesn't have like their their mind anymore? Sure, uh, but regardless, there there is a precedent for Scorn to be resurrected. So if, if we want to, that that's another possibility, I suppose. But. In the grand scheme of the story, it didn't really matter. Doesn't even uh, matter. But no, so we we go into the the pyramid uh, to to hone this deep sight ability. And the one thing I want to reference that happens there is when we're in the pyramid, we are fighting Cabal. 
mm-hmm. uh, because it, it said that there's the what is left of the Red Legion, and I will say the Red Legion is a very tenacious lot for there still to be any of them left at this point. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, do, do does Keitel chime in on this mission too? Is like that's Red Legions. Fuck those guys. Like I don't more or less, yeah. Um, she says that's, that's what, I thought she did. Yeah, they're they're you know remnants of the Red Legion that. Uh, that are trying to, that have failed in every other route, and now they're turning to the dark, the dark pyramids to try and like, uh, scavenge them for weapons or for power, so that they can, yeah. you know, they, they're loyalists rise to Callus. They want to rise again, and and uh, and you know, I think I think of, I think back. of it as like a bunch of like naked, uh, uh, cabals just running through the. The city, like Callus lives, <laughs> and just running around, like, and then everyone's like, "Okay, whatever, Gary, just sure, <laughs> put some freaking pants on for the love of God." Yeah. But the thing that I find very interesting that I think is worth pointing out, we know that the Cabal have light suppressing technology via the season yep. of the Chosen, and and. All, every, all the events that happened there. They were able to turn Zavala's connection to the light off by shooting mm-hmm. his ghost with this light-suppressing technology. Apparently, the Cabal, or at least this Red Legion Splinter Group, has darkness-suppressing technology because in order to commune That's with right. the dark, we have to disable a bunch of these like satellite dish-looking things that they have pointed yep. at it. So... I think this and they're is, actively trying to destroy it. Like when, when we're in there in that it, yeah. mission, there there's a there's a statue, uh, just like the K one uh, anomaly statue that's now at Deepstone uh, 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 Lab, um, and then they they're they're actively trying to blow it up. Like they're mm-hmm. like, I right, we need this thing dead. Uh, but it, I think that's gonna potentially have a lot of story relevance day, later down the road because. We so we too. have the guardians that can wield both. We have the the elixni that can uh, manipulate light. I would say not necessarily wield light in the same way, but splicers that can sure. manipulate light. Um, we have the the hive now that can wield light and dark. And I think the cabal are going to fit into this in that they can negate either in in some yep. fashion through their technology. Uh. And that that has some very interesting implications. The the only implication it has in the story thus far is that we have to turn some satellite dishes off. But the yeah. the fact that they can do that, <laughs> I think, is going to become pretty, important pretty later on. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So, but we now armed with our new deep sight, um, we we view the uh, memories not only through the Sagira shell, but also as we explore throughout. The throne world, uh, Finch is telling us, oh, yeah, there's a temple over here that's heavily guarded. There's a temple over there that's heavily guarded. Like, there's probably some good shit in there. Uh, and we, we go to these temples and we, we pull these artifacts from these temples. Um, things like, uh, trying to remember what all the artifacts actually were. With the ta- a piece oh, of the tablet. I've got it written ruin. down here. Okay, perfect. If you... Perfect. If you want me to take over for a second, I'm, I'm itching. Go about for this it. Yeah. Strike. <laughs> yeah. One so of them one is of the, a strike. So one of the ones, one of, one of the ones that uh, that uh, Finch mentions 
is a temple dedicated to Oryx. And we see that throughout the entire throne world. Uh, there are these Oryx shrines. And and it, I need to make a correction here. They're not Oryx shrines. They're Aurash shrines. Oryx before he he was Oryx as a as a krill as as one of the three sisters uh that dove into the deep of fundament um looking for hope essentially you know looking for a future and these shrines are literally like the, these statues are all over Savathun's throne world and we know by looking through the 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 books of sorrow that Savathun at some point in time like almost went to her went to to oryx and was like hey uh maybe let's go back Maybe we're not doing the right thing. And Oryx is like, nah, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then Savathun kind of thinking, okay, yeah, he's lost. Screw him. Screw that guy. Um, but there's very much this, this, you know, this connection there that Savathun has with, with Oryx. And so uh, she has an entire temple built to him in her throne world. And uh, when we go there, it's, it's the, I believe it's called the Temple of the, Navig- temple of the First Navigator. Yeah. Um, which, which is Oryx's title, uh, or not, not it, one of Oryx's title. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, no, let me correct myself. Alrosh's title, uh, of, as the first navigator, uh, of the deep or of the, of the fundament goo, um, on the yeah. needle ship. Yep. I, I can't call it water, right? Like, cause we don't know if we it's actually know. water. Like we don't know the chemical con- composition of whatever the stuff was. We just know it was a gas giant with liquid on it. Like whatever. Um, maybe we could theorize it was liquid helium cause helium drinkers I, were. That's what I, that's factions, what I think. But... I, I, I think that's a, that's a, and then, and then that would give it, you know, pretty decent idea to have it as a gas giant as well for the, for the yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, so we work our way through this thing and there's, all sorts of little throwbacks in this uh in this strike back to D1. There's a whole section that you run through that's like, hey, how do we navigate this swamp? And there's these little lights. Like as you're running through, you're getting like this this dark like the weight of darkness debuff on you. And you run through these little like uh almost ascendant looking little beams and, and then there's a then there's the little hive light uh and you stand next to it and it takes your stacks away. But if you stand next to it too long, it explodes and you die. Um, and that was literally how you got to Crota in uh, the Crota raid in D1, is you had to run this gauntlet of running from light to light to light to light the whole time. Thralls and curse thralls are coming at you, and now in this strike, it's it's screebs and curse screebs. I know there's not curse screebs, but I'm, in my head, it's <laughs> curse screebs. Uh, they're all rushing you and stuff, and, and so you're literally running point to point to point to point, and, and that, was, that was a super cool little throwback there. Um, of 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 crota um and then you get you get all the way to the bottom uh and you come across a boss and this boss is extremely important uh the boss's name is ala cool um in d1 there was a strike uh in in taken king uh that you were that after you killed the taken king after you kill oryx you go to the moon and you you're searching through this all this stuff and there's like a lieutenant essentially that's that's like second in command and and he's ready to take on the mantle of taken king like he's like i'm next in line and so you and eris and everyone's like nah fuck that we gotta kill this guy we gotta end him before he gets a chance to be taken king uh and so we go down and in that strike at the very end you face a la cool in this completely pitch black room 
it's completely dark. All you can see is like the outline of his eyes and maybe like a sheen of his axe. And then there the light the, the eyeballs of all the thralls and cursed thralls that are rushing you the entire time. Well, when you get to the temple of Oryx, he is there as a light bearer. And he is now the guardian of the temple of the first navigator. So it's this real like it's almost like this cruel joke that Sabathun is playing on him, like, oh yeah, you want to be second in command? Well, why don't you just guard his temple in my throne world as a light bearer? And it's <laughs> It's this really cruel joke to me from from Sabathun's point of view, but then like, the, it's 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 the exact opposite. Like the whole thing is bathed in light. There's it's like every time he goes to his immunity phase, he starts shitting out orbs of power, and you're constantly getting your super. Like it's it's the exact opposite of what you saw in D1, and it was so beautiful. I I am personally completely in love with this strike. This is probably one of my yeah. favorite strikes. Um, because of all the throwback stuff to D1 that was like these these cool little knot like if you'd never played D1 you'd have no idea right like you're like going through and Myth ran into that right like you you would run into one and the guy stood next to the thing and it <laughs> yeah. just blew up on it yeah i i having played the the dark below and and the crota raid um and knew the the original thrall way from that uh was yes. like oh these are the lanterns i stop at the lantern get my stacks off move to the next and so yep. on and so forth my my teammates unfortunately were not aware of this and uh so i i stopped at a lantern got my my way to darkness off moved to the next one and and happened to look back because i was the only one there to see both of my teammates kind of like defending the lantern thinking though this is a a bunker down and and kill the enemies kind of <laughs> encounter uh, only to watch it explode and both of them <laughs> be, be killed and suddenly I'm Last Guardian standing. Uh, they didn't stand too close to any of them after that. Yeah, that was... they wouldn't even touch them afterwards. It's like, no, 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 no. You can touch them, just don't touch them forever. It's like it's like when you're playing freeze tag. You put your hand on home base until it gets hot. Then you gotta run away. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, a, uh, it was a very fun, like, veteran moment of like oh <laughs> absolutely absolutely definitely definitely a good little throwback to, to all the d1 vets uh yeah it was super cool so we get down to the bottom of it uh we we beat ala cool again uh again, and yeah. there's a statue of oryx uh this time it actually is oryx swinging uh i can't remember the name of the will breaker will breaker the name yep. of his sword right swinging will breaker at akka ready to take down uh, this worm god and turn this worm god into the dreadnought, and we know that that was that was the point in time in the books of sorrow where Oryx uh, carved the tablets of ruin of of ruin, um, and and learned the power to take, mm -hmm. and uh, so sitting there is part of a tablet of ruin, and that's one of the that's one of the relics that we pick up is a a maybe not the entire tablet of ruin but definitely a chunk of it. Which, in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, I want to just start reading this thing. What the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, our ghost is like, hey, let's go check out the memories of this thing. And it's like, yeah. all right, fine. So the, uh, the relics... So that's, that's the... Well, and that, that relic, when we take it back to see to view the memory of it, Sabathun says, my, my, my sibling Oryx was the Taken King. I will not be the Taken King. I am not... That that power is not mine. I don't want to be burdened. Yeah. Not burdened by it. I don't want to be tied down by it. Yes. Like I that that's that's a almost like that's a fool's errand type thing. Like no, I, there is something better than this. There is something greater than this. 
and and so that's 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 where that's where her memory from that is um for that one for that specific uh relic yeah so we we gather um two more relics after this uh one of which is uh a a carving what is believed to be a carving um a piece of a statue which shows Sathona, Savathun, prior to becoming Hive, uh, holding her father's uh, worm familiar, the, this dead uh, white worm that whispered to her and directed her on how to lead her sisters down into the depths of Fundament and, and to the worm gods. Um, and the, the other relic that we get is a piece of her crystal prison from yep. the Season of the Lost. And we when she, discover when she was locked away in that crystal. When she's locked away in that crystal, and and we discover that when we try to take the the worm familiar to the the table, the table of memory, essentially the altar of memory, where we can view these memories, uh, it it just it doesn't let us. It, it doesn't let us get <laughs> Which, through. Uh, funny, funny story on that one. Uh, so my wife and I get to that point. And it, I, I click enter, right? Like, so hold square to enter. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting just close enough to the edge. It boops you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, not only did I get rejected from seeing the memory, it straight up fucking killed me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wow. like, all right, Tabithoon, this is some bullshit. Uh, so yeah. we... We go, okay, well, we can't use this one for whatever reason, so I guess we'll find another one. Yep. And that's where we come come to the, the piece of the shard of the crystal prison. Yep. And, and we find we find that one, uh when we when we go to find that one, that one's in I think they talk about it being in the apothecary wing. Uh and so we start working our way up through that. Uh uh and on our way there, there's all these stained glass. And we've we've seen the stained glass uh look throughout the entire cathedral of all of Sabathun's throne world. And then there's, they, they look kind of like a, a, a shrieker eye, but almost like instead of being, uh, what was that? Instead of being uh, convex, they're concave. So it's like you're on the mm-hmm. inside of it. And I'd actually asked Myth this, do we think that these, the, the eyes throughout the throne world, are these how Savathun is able to use the shriekers as uh, uh, essentially... CTV uh, cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this how she's spying on us? And uh, I think the conclusion we came to is that there's there's nothing we could find in game that says that's what's happening, but there's also nothing in game that says that isn't what's happening. And the idea is really cool. So yeah. until we hear otherwise, like that that is headcanon for us now. That that because there's all these little ones throughout the whole thing, and then there's one giant one. And so now in my head, I'm like, well, that giant one, that's got to be Sabathun's song, right? Like, that was the giant shrieker that we faced mm-hmm. there. And the fact that that was called Sabathun's song, and she was doing... This this makes perfect sense. Like, this is literally how she's seeing... So, yeah, so until we can be proven otherwise, that's canon. Uh, suck it. <laughs> so, the the... The, and in the apothecary, another thing to point out is she has been storing light in the apothecary. Yeah. When you get there's there, there's these jars. jars. Yeah. Uh, or like cocoon. I, I couldn't tell if they were cocoons or jars or both or like. A little bit column A, I mean, it's a tower B. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole freaking tower of them. But it all, and Ghost mentions that like all of these containers 
have light energy stored in them. Um, yep. So this, again, is just remnants of her her vast experiments on how do I steal light? How do I draw it out of guardians into crystals or or draw it out of this and store it in some fashion and, and then maybe use it later on in some way? Um, so she has been messing with how to manipulate light for a long time is is the implication here uh but in this area is where we find this shard of her crystal prison and we take that shard to the the memory altar and we view the memory and that memory is one of the most important moments in the campaign uh oh my god i would say one one of the like big three probably probably like like it if if it if oh I I have no words to describe the feelings behind this cutscene. So, oh oh, I know. Give me a so second. The, I need uh, new pants. Hang on. The, the cutscene okay. we get when when we view this the memories of this crystal. Uh, we see Savathun, uh, presumably freshly emerged from her crystal prison, having, you know substitution jutsued with osiris uh and she has this this shard of the crystal prison is in her side that she kind of pulls out and it's implied that's the shard that we we are taking or we're viewing this through um her worm has been removed has been exercised from her body and be it the damage from that crystal in her side or just the damage of not having her worm anymore she is very clearly on dire straits. A billion years old. Yeah, and being a billion years old. Uh, and so she, she is not doing well. Um, and she is up on this, this plateau uh, that essentially her view is just the city and the traveler. In the sitting very, you know, picturesquely uh, in, on, on the horizon of this plateau. And she's talking to the traveler. She's it, it is that that dialogue that people were wondering is who is she talking to the traveler? Is she talking to someone else? It's the traveler that where hello, she says old friend. Hello, old yeah. friend. I've been chasing you for a long, long time. I uh, and uh, first first is a first is a trophy. Uh or first is an enemy. First is an enemy. Second is a trophy, and now I come to you as a supplicant. And uh, she she repeats the same words that were repeated by the speaker all the way back in year one, the, the very first campaign of Destiny 2, when the speaker was talking to Gaul. Uh, and it's implied that uh, she has learned this from her time as Osiris. Uh, or from her time disguises Osiris, where Ikora allowed her full access to the the archives of the Vanguard. And there's she... so much information in those archives. There is so much that we don't know what she knows. Yeah, I I just wanted to make that that kind of a a poignant thing there. Like she had access to the entirety of the Vanguard archives. Of every piece of of information we've gathered since the forming of the last city, and pretty much since before then, like every piece of history throughout our thing, she has she's has access to. 
and has been doing research and reading and, and gathering information on. So I think it's implied, and, and this might just be me making shit up, but I like it, so deal with it. Uh, oh, I, that's I, what we do on here. I think it's implied that all of the lore books that we have in-game in our lore tab are us accessing the Vanguard archive in some way. Absolutely. Like we, we are literally Absolutely. pulling that book out of the archive. So presumably, Absolutely. anything in our lore tab, Savathun would have had access to know. Yep. Uh, in addition to whatever else might be in there. And so yep. to, to hearken this back, to, to set the scene uh, where, this li- where these lines were originally delivered, Gaul had the speaker strung up uh, presumably tortured, and Gaul, who is is uh, obsessive over getting the light from the traveler, um, being chosen by the traveler, asks the speaker, "What makes your guardians worthy of the light? What is the price of such power and immortality?" And the speaker says back to him. Devotion inspires bravery. Bravery inspires sacrifice. Sacrifice leads to death. And those are the same words that Savathun... So feel free to kill yourself. <laughs> he, he then tells it's, he Gaul can, to he go kill himself. He goes super dark all of a sudden <laughs> on it too. Like, holy shit, speaker. Where the hell was that from? But you know what? Exactly what he described is what happens to Savathun. She, exactly what happens. She so devoted to chasing down this traveler. So so devoted sure. that she went and showed all of her cards, like put all of her cards on the table and was like, this is me. She shows like, bravery in the face of uh removing her worm, of freeing herself from the darkness despite the risks that and that's despite, gonna kill her. And despite her sister being sent after her and, and knowing uh, that this is not something that, that the darkness is going to let happen lightly. Uh, and that bravery leads her to sacrifice her life in pursuit of the Traveler. And Savathun dies. She, she dies. is dead in this cutscene um, after and, she and, repeats and... these words. Oh! And... Uh, she, she, her body is laying there on the plateau in front of the traveler after having, you know, proclaimed herself a, uh, a, a worshiper and a follower of the traveler to, to the point of her own death. And, and even, see... and even has a little line there that she's like, wouldn't it be ironic? Like if you yeah. just let me die here. Yeah. If like... after everything you just let me die. I... Yeah. And and we see as it's kind of zooming out and, and starting to fade to black on this scene, uh, on her body on this plateau, we we see the 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 orb and what we now equate to being the hive shell of a ghost come up and scan over her body and then expand and start to resurrect because it has chosen her worthy of the light. Uh, Bam! And I, Bam! I, I, uh, I, had to, I had to laugh because somebody, somebody, I think it was on Twitter or Reddit or something, pointed out that um, the, the name of this ghost, as we learned through patrols in the throne world, is Amaru. 
uh, or at least first that's the name he's taken Maru. on currently. Um, first, first ghost tomorrow. First ghost tomorrow. Give, give this sucker himself. some some credit and some respect, you you little neon nerd. <laughs> I I love that he like shits all over us every time we talk to him. Like he's he's constantly like, get out of here, you little glitter bugs. Like yeah, he is no, he's, so arrogant. He's full of himself. But someone pointed out they're like so even before Amaru met Savathun. He had chosen to make his ghost shell be this like spiny hivey thing. So even I didn't then, even think of that. Even then, he was a fucking edgelord. And yeah! he just, he found his calling, <laughs> apparently. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. I didn't even, I didn't even put that together till just now when you said it. it was like, oh shit, he absolutely was yeah. in a hive ghost shell. Like, but he was a ghost. He wasn't hive. Like, he, he, since he calls himself the first ghost he's a, he's presumably the first hive ghost and and yeah he's he's a giant edgelord yeah absolutely so uh, the, yeah. the other little implication to that that i i want to touch on we don't have a lot to to dig into as far as lore goes however i think there's something to be said if if we're assuming that he has prior to this grafted hive bones uh and and hive chitin onto himself. That's the same way a weapon of sorrow is made. That's the same Ooh. way that the rose became the thorn was by are we grafting. That these ghosts are possibly the ghosts of sorrow. I that would be kind of a cool ass name for them. I'm just saying. I mean, because uh, that would draw it back to like books of sorrow, right? Like that's. Dude. And it's implied that by grafting uh, in in the the Dredgen Yor stuff, it's implied that um, Rizil, Riz, what was his last name? Uh, Al- Dred- Agir Dredgen Yor before he was Yor. Yeah. Um. Originally, I think, he was I think it's Re- Rizil Agir or something. Rizil like Agir. That or... Yeah. Uh. Originally, he was a, a a guardian of the light, a normal noble, good guardian, and he started attaching hive bones to his hand cannon and those bones slowly corrupted the weapon and corrupted him presumably there's a lot more to that story that we'll talk about at some point but if if that has some kind of corruption if if that is tying that thing to the dark in some way via these hive bones i Maybe that has messed with a ghost too. Like maybe that's why he was the one ghost or the first ghost that could revive a hive because he had this connection to them already. Oh my god. Fucking Edge Lord tomorrow. <laughs> so all that's all that speculation, of course. But what we do know is Amaru and and by that token, the traveler granted Savathun the powers of the light and made her a light bearer in the same way that it made us a light bearer by choosing her. She didn't that, steal like, it. That thought, that thought alone of the, the fact that this ghost chose her, it, there was no theft, there was no anything, like she followed the exact rules that the speaker straight up told Gaul was like, this is what you got to do. And so she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I got you. I can do that. 
what, uh, what that also tells me is that those are the things those are the qualifiers like yep. those three things devotion that inspiring the, that bravery bravery qualifier. that inspires sacrifice and a sacrifice that leads to death those are the qualifiers that are needed for a ghost to resurrect a guardian not not a guardian a light bearer a light bearer correct yeah that's that's I think that's a distinction we need to make here. It is. The hive light bearers are not guardians. I mean, I guess technically they're guardians, but they're guardians of the throne world, right? Just like we're guardians of the last city. Mhm. So they like we could call them guardians if we wanted to, but they're not guarding the same thing we are guarding. Right. It's they, it's a, they they are they are light bearers. Yeah. Uh so after we uncover this memory at the altar and have this moment of like Holy shit. Uh not yeah. only not only us as the player the first time you see it but also your character and ghost react the same way. They're like Yeah. What? Uh Yeah. Savathun appears in in this this altar, this altar of memory. Yep. And then lays another bombshell on you and says, "Thank you, Guardian, for returning my memories to me." Now I that, can go forth with the rest of my plan. And you come to because, the realization. Because without knowing who you are, how can you know where you're going? Yep. And you, you come to the realization that, like us, she was resurrected. She became a light bearer and lost all memory of who she used to be. Everything. And lost memory of her throne world, lost memory of. of- her her sisters like literally lost everything and because she knew ahead of time it, th- this is how i'm i'm you know this is kind of hinted at but not outwardly just explained because yep. she knew ahead of time that that there was a chance that she could be chosen that she could be resurrected in the light she made contingency plans for how to gain her memory back and those contingency plans in the way in the, the the only way the god of goddess of deceit could do and trickery was to make these relics these very key relics very enticing and to stuff to that f- we've been searching for for years like i mean like the tabs of ruin we've wanted to get our hands on those mm-hmm. ever since we learned about them through the calcified fragments eris eris and the guardian have wanted to get their hands on them so to just hand one to the guardian is like this giant, like, oh my god, like hell yeah, let's fucking take our loot and run. And so she knew that these would be really tempting lures for the guardian, and and that the guardian was going to be trying to figure out like what the heck is going on here, and and would be looking for information, and so very consciously left all these breadcrumbs for us to find intending for us to then use our dark abilities because Savathun no longer has a connection to the dark at this point. Her worm is gone. She, yep. she is purely light, whereas we are a combination of the two. And so she could never have restored her own memories because memory is a power of the dark. Deep sight is a yep. power of the dark. And so she, she left these breadcrumbs intentionally for us to be lured in, to gather these items, to relive the memories of these items in her throne world which is synonymous with her mind 
and replay these memories into her mind. And uh, which that's that's just like a giant mind fuck, right? Like that's like a holy shit moment. Yeah, you know, like how, so, and that's that's one thing too. Like, I I, I have a couple questions here on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so the first one is was we've pretty much covered this is is we helped her get her memories back and why yeah. like clearly that was just a giant setup for her and then are did we actually restore her memories like like it it i'm i'm curious as how much of a restoration process this is and or if it's more of a hey we showed her something that was connected to something so now she's like was she like oh yeah that's how it was or she's like oh yeah that's how it was you know, like, is she actually remembering? Are, are these memories actually restored in her, or are or or are we just showing her something that she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I I I kind of remember that. I think our point of reference for this is uh, Crow and him having the memories of Aldrin, uh, by by nature of Savathun granting them to him, and I, I we theorized uh, oh through that... darkness power. Yeah, through through her still having a connection to the dark at that time, she still had her worm, um, and we theorized that that was her doing a trial run on what what happens when you return memories to a a guardian that's been resurrected. I uh, and I, I think we yeah. were absolutely right in that. But if we if we like, look what at what are the side effects of this? If we There's look so at much Crow, research that she's done this whole time, the research yeah. of 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 stealing light, the research of ghosts. The research of memories, like she, this is she has been planning this shit for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we look at Crow as our as the test case, he said that he saw everything Aldrin did as if it were as if it were through his eyes. Like he he remembers yeah. it as his own memory, but it's it's through the eyes of a different person, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so and he I, even questions himself. Like he goes mm-hmm. to he goes to Venus and 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 specifically tells his ghost, like, hey, hang back. I'm gonna go attack this Minotaur and this Gate Lord just to see what the hell happens without the light, see if I can survive it. Because that's what Older did and he survived it. So I needed mm-hmm. to know that I'm me. And so that's where I'm I'm curious if these memories are literally like she hasn't actually had these memories restored. We've just shown it to her through the eyes of that item of, of whatever is there. Well, I, I think they're restored in the sense that she, it's not like she watched a movie kind of thing. I think that is something that she, she feels like she lived through. Okay. And okay. And her, her difference between her as a light bearer and her as uh Savathun prior to this I don't think is nearly as drastic as the difference between Aldrin and Crow because Aldrin was very, very much messed up at the, at the end. Of oh his... yeah. I mean, Black Garden screwed that guy up. Yeah. Where, you know, Hashtag go watch our Aldrin's episodes. Is, is certainly twisted, but I don't feel like has ever not been herself in the same way. Yeah. Um, she, she is a cunning person. She, she just is a deceitful and cutting person. I, I, I guess here's the question: Like, is she more deceit or is she more cunning? Like, what is what is her? They say both. What is <laughs> in the game yeah. at different points? Yeah. I, I think it's it's kind of. I, I don't feel like those two are synonymous with each other. I I feel no. like like to be cunning, 
you don't necessarily have to be deceitful. Now, to be deceitful, you absolutely, I think, need to be cunning. Or I guess, I guess you don't have to be cunning. Like you could just be deceitful and just suck at at it. You know, like yeah, yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> and just just be mad at it. yeah no absolutely uh but yeah so that's like that's kind of a giant like holy shit moment that entire series and then then it goes right into the meeting of everyone in yep. zavala's room yep, in zavala's like, office and and he is pissed he's like you're telling me that the hive god of cunning was dead and then the light chose her the thing that we've been that th- are are you effing serious like what the hell so for and, for and Zavala, the whole thing that he's he's doing that is because he, he we've got that that's one of the relics that we have is that worm that that white worm that's sitting on his desk and he's like this is bullshit uh, and I, I think for Savala, this is particularly difficult for him to handle, not only because is this a, a militaristic threat? Is this a, a threat against the things he's trying to protect, the Savathun? Right. Um, but it's, it's a crisis of faith for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he grew up with uh, the speaker and, um, you know, saint and, and whatnot. And, and we talked about and this two before. Horn like, but belief in the light has all has has a very religiously charged um kind of uh rhetoric behind it when Absolutely. when the speaker was in power and and Zavala speaks of the traveler and of the light with that same kind of reverence with the same kind of Absolutely. like this is a, a higher being that is meant to protect us and and grant us blessings and and, and now and he's specifically us like like humanity mm-hmm. like that's cool that all these other races have had something to do with it, but it's come to humanity and it has stopped here. Yeah. It, it, it is doing it for us. And, and we've theorized that too. Like what is it about the soul system that's unique that, that the traveler would want to stop here. And, and, and we've theorized that it is humanity. And Zavala is now coming to terms with, with what is kind of the, the death of his faith with the, yeah. The idea that the traveler is not necessarily, uh, you know, just benevolent and and wants the best for humanity. Uh, the traveler has its own ideas and its own agenda, and we may not necessarily fit into all of those ideas and and agendas. Um, that's a that's a mind fuck. That's that's a true like, I mean, I I that is a true like. Oh my, that is that is that like, huh? I don't have words for this. I genuinely am speechless right now because I I don't have any way to describe that. Of of how much of this is just like a a pure sh- like shaking of one's faith like just. It's oh, oh yeah. Uh, Bungie, my heartstrings. Quit talking. Oh. <laughs> and I, Ikora makes a very distinct point here to try and like help Zavala along with with his with his thought process, and 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 she says, "We," I'm paraphrasing, but she says something along the lines of, "We can no longer be guardians of the traveler." 
we need to be guardians of humanity. And if we require the traveler to do that job, then we need to hold on to it at all costs. Yep. Uh, and that, that is a very stark change in how the Vanguard, or at least Zavala, has thought about the traveler as I... we, we need its power to protect us, uh, not, not that we should expect it to protect us out of the goodness of itself. Not the other way around. Yep, that's um, and that's 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 I. This is where I think like, I I kind of have this idea of like maybe this is the start of the end of the vanguard, or maybe this is like the beginning of the new vanguard. You know, like yeah. it, it, the vanguard has always been like, and we talked about this too, like it a very religious style, uh, uh, guardian force, right? Like I I think of them as like. Like holy Templars, kind of is 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 how they kind of equate in my brain, um, and and so now with this whole like shaking of faith, like now this like rethinking of okay, maybe the traveler isn't here specifically for humanity, it just happens to be here, and we just happen to be rezzed by it because we've had so many stories of devotion and bravery and sacrifice and death and. And now it's found these things that it can, that the traveler can can bring back to life and have it wield as 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 an army. And so now it's now it's like now Ikora thinking of it from this point of view of, well, okay, if if the traveler is not truly here for for humanity, well then why don't we just use it as a tool, as to help humanity, you know, like. Let less less of a all knowing, all seeing, all being, everything, and more of a hey, you know we're humanity. We gotta we gotta kind of you know stick up for ourselves. We'll just use this as like uh, you know covering fire type thing. Like that's that's a and 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 she even talks about how like even she was shaken when when she lost the light uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, to Gaul, and she was like, yeah, I ran away. I straight up ran away to Io. I I had no clue what the fuck to do, and I just ran. And and now it's this like okay, now now we're starting to see this 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 idea of the light not being that all powerful all knowing thing. It is it is just a tool, and that's 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 a that's a huge thing to me. Like to think of the light as now just just strictly as a tool. Well, and that's the same way that we are we are kind of being conditioned to think about the dark with stasis and deep Absolutely. sight. We are. We are using those powers as a tool. Uh, and so what, what we discover also is that Savathun's master plan uh, is that she is going to perform a ritual that brings the Traveler into her throne world. So li- literally pull it out of its spot in the last city into her throne world, and then she is going to seal it away. Um, and that that is which one would of essentially the, cut us off from the light. Like which that's... would essentially cut us off. Yeah, uh, or at least we're we're theorizing it would cut us off. And clearly, Savathun doesn't care if it does or doesn't. Yeah. So we're not going to take the chance. Uh, yeah. And that that's kind of the the why we're like, or right, we need to keep this thing here at all costs. Um. So Ikora and re- has real the... quick before we jump into that, I've got a couple of more of uh, a couple of more notes here. Yeah. Um. So so while so 
the temple that we get the white worm from is the temple to Sathona, mm-hmm. uh, not the temple of and and it like by all that this was a whole mission called the cunning and and there was a whole like haha jokes on you motherfucker um style of detective gumshoeness uh so we go down we go down in there we get the thing we 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 get the like we get all the way down there and and finch is like well there's something down here and and then we're like well there's nothing down here finch it's just a statue and finch is like what if it is the statue like what if that's the thing and that's the whole thing that we get this calcified white worm uh from the statue and then as soon as we pick it up there's this giant ahamkara that attacks us which I have to believe that that was literally just an illusion. I don't think that was anything connected to that. Because no. that was one thing I did check uh, after uh, during the final week of uh, Season of the Lost when we had the exorcism. As soon as we finished the exorcism quest, I went back to Mara Throne's uh, chambers and checked on that Ahamkara egg that's in there. And it's still it was still there. So I don't think that this was a hatched Ahamkara. And now we have the 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 new final ahamkara you know like <laughs> I, like we even say we killed we killed the we killed riven the last ahamkara in the dreaming city ikora says that to us so what is this it was absolutely an illusion but a fantastic boss fight mm-hmm. um just genuinely a cool fun thing um she talked uh the at going back to the 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 tabs of ruin she talks about i'm not going to take i'm going to give like yes. that's I am giving. I am not. I am not the Taken Queen. I am not the. I'm not going to be the new Taken Queen. I'm. I am going to give something. Uh, yeah. Um, she. Let's hear. Uh, when we try. When we try to take that worm into her memories and look at it, the port. That's when the portal rejects us. From that, is there a reason why that portal rejects us? Is that is that an active like. Is is that a memory that Savathun doesn't so, know? And we haven't talked about what that memory tied to that specific relic is yet. Yep. But is that memory n- something that Savathun has never known and yes. thus can't be revealed? That that I think is the implication uh, that that is not a memory of Savathun. And they they Ikora uh, right after this meeting kind of comes to the realization of what if this this effigy of this worm isn't actually a a item that was made in representation of the worm what if this is literally the body of the worm that has just turned to stone over time Uh, and i think that's also an important thing because we in savathun's throne we have we have always seen the memory from an, an inanimate object we have yep. never been able to see the memory of a living thing through yeah. her through her throne. So I think it's two part. It's it's not a memory she ever had before, and it's not a memory of an object. It's a memory of a of a thing that was once, once alive. living thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and actually, I think that's the most important bit because. It doesn't need to be her memory. Um, yep. There's there's lore cards uh, in that come from the expansion that talk about uh, hidden agents that have actually used the the altar of memory after uh, the events of the campaign on inanimate objects from other guardians and other hidden and have seen memories of those people play out. Uh, yeah. 
But Ikora comes to the realization. So this, this altar of reflection. This 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 is actually a really important place, I think. And I, oh, yes, I think this I think thing so. is going to play a very large role uh, throughout this season and this entire year. I think. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised. It definitely has a lot of important implications, if nothing else. But Absolutely. Uh, so Ikora comes to the realization that like maybe this is the worm. And she decides, well, the only other place that we know of that can can relive a memory is the the uh, enclave, the altar that we were using to build weapons and saw the memory of the the glaive. Uh, maybe it will work the same for this. So she takes this worm to the enclave, and I. Uh, I think this is the first time Ikora taps into the dark because yep. in, in also in the, the collector's edition notes, she's discussing with uh, Anor, who's a warlock. We have seen um, part of the Praxic order that showed up in, yep. in some of the events with the drifter when, when his season came around uh, and Anor asks her very pointedly, have you ever used stasis? And Ikora tells up, her... Get to yeah. the point, Ikora. Have you touched it or not? And I, Ikora tells her, I have never touched stasis or the dark. How could I ever be a leader of these people if I were to, to succumb to that temptation? Uh, but I think that she's... There, a lot has been revealed about the nature of, of the light and dark in this expansion. And yeah. Ikora has come to the conclusion that she's going to use whatever tools are necessary to, to keep her people safe. And, and that's, that's also something that in Season of the Lost, when you were running, uh, when you ran the Ascendant, uh, or not the, not the Ascendant, uh, the Astral Alignments that Ikora talked about of, of, with, with, uh, or even Petra, I think it, it might have been Akora, it might have been Petra, it might have been uh, anyway. But they all talk; they're all talking to Queen Mara about stuff, and and one of the things they talk about is Eris and how Eris always thinks of the darkness as a tool, and you know Eris mm-hmm. seems to be of the only mindset of that. And what if Eris is right? What if darkness really is just a tool? What does that mean for the light? Like that's I. It's it's really interesting that Ikora was very. Uh, involved throughout the uh, throughout the season of the Lost because now looking back on it, that I think that entire time I I think Mars might have been back that entire time, and that that's that was the whole thing with the hidden and and Ikora investigating that as much as possible uh, as well as Eris, which is why we didn't have a lot of interactions with Eris during the entire season of the Lost. Uh, that could definitely be the so, case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. But so we we see Ikora. She takes the the body of the swarm to the, the enclave. We see what what I'm presuming is Ikora actually tapping into the dark using deep sight for the first time. She like recoils from uh, it. She like like it, it like burns her hand. Yeah, um, she struggles with it, but she's eventually able to see to return and see the memories of this this worm. And the memory it reveals to us is spoken in the voice not of Savathun, because this is not Savathun's memory, is spoken to us in the voice of an unknown of a yet unknown character at this point. Uh, and it is it is from the worm's perspective. 
and it says that the the hive we will lose the krill to the light if we do not take them first we will we will deceive the most cunning of the three sisters and have her lead her tell her of this great prophecy of a cataclysm of a god wave and we will tell her and convince her to lead her sisters to the deep in order to prevent it and and thus we will have control over them and we'll, we'll and it t- it talks about using her fear using her yeah her cunning with the most cunning of the three using her pride using all her of fear them. yeah, yeah. And uh, and what what this reveals, what this implies, uh, is that we were fucking right. <laughs> yeah. So this this was where I wanted to like be like, oh my god, we totally fucking predicted something, and we were right. And I am stoked that we were because it it makes me feel like like you and I are having a truly good understanding of of the lore and putting the pieces together. We're not um, crazy. And thus, <laughs> And thus justifying this entire podcast. Uh, no, the God wave never happened. The no. the the worms lie. The the krill were the next in line, chosen by the light. That that they were going to be guardian. They were going to be resurrected this whole time. The darkness was like, nah, we gotta we gotta take them back. There's no way. Like this this will be our last chance to get off this planet type thing. Well, I, I think and, that uh... the darkness was. I think fundament was a prison. Uh, for the for the worms, uh, I I think that the worms, uh, maybe not the worms, but maybe some sort of darkness, was was hurling these these uh planets into these planets and moons into fundament to try to get somebody to free them before it was too late to where See, they couldn't get to anyone. I don't think that's the case. Um. Okay. We, like I said, we have a lot to break we, down here. Yeah. We're 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 hit. We're almost hitting the two-hour mark. This might be a a little bit of a longer episode. This this will probably end up being a little bit longer than than normal, but that's that's okay. Um, it's so gonna happen. My first week of lore, and we got so much stuff. Yeah. My interpretation now of of Fundament okay. and what's happening on Fundament is, uh, the Leviathan says that Fundament. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me, but says something on the lines of the Fundament is a a blessed like paradise planet that has been cho that has been chosen and curated by the traveler. I I don't think it was ever a prison. I think that it okay. is exactly what the Leviathan says. I think the traveler took races of people that were uh going to to run run extinction, you know, reach the point of extinction on on their home planet and brought them into fundament to continue their existence on fundament and it was a a garden of the traveler's making of of the making of the sky as the leviathan says and that the krill were chosen to be the chosen to be light bearers maybe yep. the original light bearers because uh, this was a billion years ago. This would have been prior that's, that's to the a, traveler meeting the the Elixni, meeting anybody. Prior uh, to everything, like this, like th- this needs to be stated. When we say that Savathun and Oryx were a billion years old, they are literally a billion years old. The only thing in the system that is older than them is the Awoken, and that's because of that weird time dilation thing in the thing. 
the, they are 12.1 billion years old. And it's not that these aren't exaggerations. These are exact numbers of how old these creatures are. They, they traveled this universe for a billion years, decimating life after life, after planet, after moon, whole civilizations gone because of the, of the hive and, and Oryx and, and, and the sisters. So, so yeah, and, that's, and here's, here's yeah. the thing. We know how potent and powerful the hive have been for a billion years. Yeah. What if the darkness, the entity who at this point in the story we have heard referred to as the witness, which is what I'm going to call them from this point forward. Yep. I And we've got a bunch of stuff to cover with the witness what, too. What if the witness knew that if the light chose the krill and gave the krill power knew their potential for domination and knew that it might lose if the krill became light bearers and that lose is the why... ultimate battle lose the battle of the winnower and the gardener because look look at all the power they had as the hive as as agents of the dark yes. and imagine what that would have been like if they had been agents of the light instead yeah and I, and that just a, a mind fuck. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the witness knew that. The witness knew this. This could be a turning point. This could be this. This could th- be the. This could be the end of. Me. This will this turn into the, an the, all the powerful, winning. you know, race of of light bearers. Yep. Uh, I need to get to them first. And yep. that is when, uh, through the worms, because the witness is in control of the pyramid ships. The witness is the master of the worm gods. And, yep. and decided through the, these worms, uh, which he created or, or it created, uh, I am going to corrupt this race before and in a way that the light can never get to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and now with, now with Savathun having the light, it's essentially usurped that entire idea. Mm-hmm. It's taken a billion years. And a billion years can be a, 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 I mean, a lot can happen in a billion years, um, especially if someone can live through all of that and get a ton of knowledge and stuff. So there's definitely implications of what that billion years has done to Savathun's psyche. <laughs> what that means is for her as a light bearer, like, yeah, no, that's, yeah. So I, I like that theory. I like armed. that theory of, of if the hive are this powerful with the darkness, imagine that with the light. And that's why the witness had to get to them first. We, we also, um, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, as far as the campaign goes, there, there's some, some other interesting implications with, with Savathun and the witness, uh, that we learned post campaign, but, um, in, in the campaign, armed with this information, with this knowledge that even Savathun herself never knew. You know, she, she wanted to break free of the dark and the hive gods, but she never knew that she became the instrument of the downfall of her entire species. Uh, yep. that, and, she, that they were lied to, that the, that the sisters were lied to, and that she is the... For following this, this worm carcass this 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 thing for following this familiar she is the whole reason 
everything has happened to the hive. Yep. Uh, or the krill, I guess, now is the hive. And uh, so we, we are now armed with this information. We invade her throne world. We as the Guardians go to her throne world uh, to disrupt the ritual that is going to pull the Traveler out of our sky and into hers. Um, and we have what is a epic boss fight. Like, oh my god! It raid raid tier boss fight. Genuinely a hard one. Mark and I, like I said, we did this as a two man on legendary. It took it took us a couple days. It it took us it, it several tries across two days, uh, to get through it. It there was, it, fucking amazing, genuinely awesome. Uh, yeah. So we we have this fight, and the way that we we kind of disrupt her ritual is we we play this memory for her. We show her that she had she had been tricked, and that she had been the downfall of her whole species. And I I personally see this as really really good writing on the character, uh, because up until this point, Savathun has always been very suave, very in control, very. You know, I'm two <laughs> steps ahead of you kind of thing. But now being faced with this knowledge uh, that she did not know and that, that she had been made the fool, uh, she, she gets, gets upset. <laughs> she um, gets pissed. She is, <laughs> she is not okay with what she has no. been shown. Uh, and she is now like... We we have rattled her. We have gotten to her. You want to play she games? Is All right. We'll play some now. games, Guardian. And, yeah. and that is she loses. She she gets pissed. And that that is ultimately what like causes the the ritual to unravel enough that we can take her down. Uh, yep. And and so the the final scene of the campaign is is you know we have defeated her. She is dying on the ground. Um, and she makes the statement that uh, in our overprotectiveness of the Traveler, we have killed the one thing that could have kept it safe, and that now whatever happens from this point forward, win or lose, is all on us. And, uh, and she, she says uh, that you know, she was the only one actually trying to enact the Traveler's will because the Traveler's will was just to be protected from the witness and nothing else. Uh, and, and Don't we, worry. We're about, we're about to start bonus content. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we have, have undone what the Traveler wanted in, in her interpretation of, of events. Uh, and we, as as her ritual is ending, she you know Savathun dies. The light fades from her eyes. Uh, her ghost appears and is kind of like staring at us. Like, uh, <laughs> if I try to do something, you're gonna you're gonna kill me. So I don't really know what it's, to do except it's, float it's here. Interesting too to think of him as like you know Edge Lord Amaru uh, making fun of us as little glitter balls and <laughs> glitter bugs and neon nerds to sit there in front of us and have to think for a second of what is my next move. Yeah. Like that's, that's a, that's a genuinely terrifying thought of like, 
this thing that is so like full of himself and and just like fuck you guys you're fucking nothing to me and he's got to think for a second and then something happened and then and then this the... whole time we've been fighting underneath the traveler the traveler mm-hmm. was transported out of the last city and into her throne world that when you go into that fight and you look up and there's this huge fucking white ball the traveler is there. That's not an illusion. She has. She did manage to teleport it in. Mm-hmm. I, it was the sealing away part that we managed to break. Yep. And uh, the the decision for Amaru is is quickly made for him. Uh, as the traveler teleports back with the ritual, you know, unraveling, the traveler goes back to where it was originally above the last city. Um, but in doing so, there's this blinding light as it as it phases back to the city. And in that light, I I interpret it as the traveler consciously kind of like scooped Amaru up and and had him escape with it. I uh, seemingly I'm curious of what of what that means. Seemingly implying the traveler does not see what Amaru did as something worthy of of his death at the very least. Uh, and and that also means that Savathun's ghost is still out there. Amaru is still out there somewhere, and Savathun hypothetically could be resurrected later on the road if he were to get access to her remains. And her remains are carted off to, uh, presumably the helm or somewhere in the vanguard, somewhere, somewhere in yeah. vanguard's territory, like somewhere in their wherever so her remains are just sitting in the city right now essentially yes yeah uh under lock and the key, come, i'm sure but yep the hidden come in and and carter away and i'm amazed i'm 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 genuinely amazed that like mara didn't have something to say about that like hey that's cool right. that you think you can lock her away but um maybe give me her like you know i might be able to do something about this yeah yeah i uh, so that's that's the end of the Witch Queen yeah. campaign. Uh, there is some post-campaign stuff. It, it oh, would don't probably... worry. I've got, a, I've got a countdown for this. You ready? All right. Three, All right. two, one. Bonus episode, begin! <laughs> post-campaign! So the, the main thing that's, that's post-campaign that's worth talking about is um, the Of Queens and Worms exotic quest that opens up. Oh, after my the God. Oh, uh, Queen Mara. Queen Mara. What if what have they done to you? So so the very last scene we see in the campaign uh is uh the witness. And it's Yes, this is true. Yep. Super super fucking cool scene. We finally see the entity. And and this is this is where we're going to start making a lot of assumptions and a lot of uh this is theorizing um, realm now. Yeah. Yep, this is absolutely theorizing realm. So I'm going to I'm going to talk through this scene real quick uh and then we're going to go through and kind of pick it apart a little bit. So it it shows this figure who his movements are very temporal, right? Like it's his his as he's moving his hands, they're kind of shifting and there's there's multiple versions of them as they as they move about. His clothes are constantly shifting. He's he walks he's he's walking forward in a pyramid like space, like a pyramid shift like space. He comes across all these little orbs, all these little spheres, and one of them kind of passes 
he passes by one and it looks literally like Mars, like like it's Mars with all the temporal ripples across it. Passes. All all of those orbs are representative of planets in our solar system. Absolutely, if, if you go planets back and moons. Much, yeah. Yep, every single one of them is a planet or a moon in our in in the solar system. And as he's walking forward, he kind of he's talking and he's just like, okay, okay, I got you, I got you, motherfucker. Like obviously he doesn't say that, but he's he's going through. <laughs> And 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 he's walking through, and he's like, "I I see the game. You you have no pieces left. I I can win this now." And he opens up a, a a curtain, and and there's and there's all the pyramid ships are there, in 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 basically space. And and so he's like, "I can this this is it now. I I can finally take it." And he turns around, and we see his face, and his this oh my god, like the entity is fucking freaky, like. His hair is like this, like, there's smoke coming out of his head that's all these faces and shit. Like, oh my, his eyes are completely blacked out orbs. Like, holy shit, he look, he, you can't see his mouth. He, I don't think he has a nose. He, he looks like, yeah. uh, Megamind from the, from the, <laughs> that's, dis, from the thing. That's the meme. Yeah, is that he's, he looks very much like but Megamind. But he's fucking freaky and he's just like, he's just, oh my god. He's his design is so alien to anything else we have seen in the Destiny universe it's up so to this point good. that it it feels it feels off and I don't mean that in a bad way I mean that right. in a like he feels like he doesn't belong in 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 a way belong. that uh yeah how how to how to articulate what I'm trying I, to say here I like, I like it. It it leaves you speechless. Yeah, it. it I'm not seeing I'm of, him. Like even thinking of him just leaves you speechless. Like he's so foreign and so alien that it's it, it like and it's it's weird to think of that, right? Like we've seen Fallen, we've seen Cabal, we've seen Vex, we've seen Taken, we've seen all these alien things before, but they're they're very um they're very uh uh uh. Oh, what is that word? Uh, bug-like, right? Like they're very, you know, they're 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 non. I don't want to say non-humanoid because obviously they are a humanoid type bug. Like, but you know, yeah, like the they're, Vex, they're 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 based off of. Yeah, they, they they seem to be based off something that we can draw a reference from. Uh, yeah. in our world, you know, uh, be it like crustacean in nature or insect-like in nature, yeah. or or things like that, and and or rhinos say, and turtles, or yeah, yeah. Uh, not to say that the witness doesn't appear humanoid. Actually, he's the most human appearing thing we've ever seen in the Destiny universe other than ourselves. And I think that's what's so striking about him is that he's so humanoid. Like, now, there is there is a, a theory ah! about his appearance that I need to give credit for. Um, I know. I love this theory. <laughs> so we we were talking about this the, the day after we had finished the campaign, uh, Zora and I. Um, amongst some of our clanmates, and uh, and my fiance happened to be in the room as well, and she came up with the theory that blew all of ours out of the water, which was essentially, well, the witness, one of the witnesses' names is the formless, which they kind of illustrate by the nature of uh, the the cloak and the hands and and whatnot being in this constant state of movement. You don't really quite know where they where their their body is at any point in time it's all kind of shifting uh and 
she made the the conclusion that well if they're known as the formless and they are the only thing that has this humanoid appearance um then maybe they just maybe they are, are so uncomprehendable that they appear as whatever is most familiar to the observer and this, Did she even had a reference for this too yeah so she talked about well the the only other time that we have had any kind of direct confrontation with the witness in a physical form is in the the black garden uh where they appear to us as a mirror of ourselves of our character uh saying that they are our salvation they're not our friend they're not our enemy they're our salvation our salvation and i think it's also important i i really like that theory and not just because she's the one that came up with it i but i I think it does make a lot of sense I made the point of saying if there are two theorists in that household that are coming up with better theories than anyone else in the universe, I'm officially taking away their theory, creating privileges, and they are not allowed to come up with any more theories. I don't know how you plan on doing that, but good luck. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But uh, so outside of the appearance, there's a couple things I think are worth noting in this cutscene. The first is the dialogue. So I, I think it's very yep. important, this very specific dialogue that the witness states as he's kind of doing his little, uh, you know, supervillain walk to the, the yeah. overlook of the pyramid even, ships. Even, he even steeps his hands and it makes me, yep. mm, <laughs> Dr. Evil, mm, yes, indeed. But the, the witness says, uh, enough. The children of soul cry for salvation. You have given them only death when you promised them only life. Enough. Enough death. Enough life. You have no more pieces to play. I, and that, that just really hunkers down ah! to the, the whole philosophy of the witness of the darkness um, that we've talked about for many episodes prior to this. He the game. or it the game the game yeah the 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 flower game um, yes the the game of complexity versus simplicity the game of uh life versus you know flourishing life versus existence at its most raw brutal nature uh, yes the witness sword sees... logic versus the opposite of sword lo- but a uh, bomb logic that's what it is. Sword logic versus bomb logic. The witness sees the continuation of life. The the essentially he sees if you are living when you should not be, when you have not proven your right to exist amongst all other things, then all that means is that you are needlessly suffering. And he yeah. he sees the the traveler as the source of all of this suffering, and thinks of of itself as as a savior come to release all of these species from this never-ending suffering brought on by the traveler um oh and the arrogance uh, of this guy like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we thought amaru was arrogant this guy is like next right? level arrogance and uh and he also says you know don't worry, the, the key lies in your pale heart, uh, speaking yes. of the traveler. So something 
in the traveler is what the witness sees as the key to uh to to his victory i guess yeah um so that that leaves us with a bunch of like, well, holy fuck, what does that mean? Yeah, like what is it? What is he like? I literally have that written here. It's, it says, uh, it says, witness Mars, pale heart pieces, thirty question marks. <laughs> <laughs> and those those are questions that we truly don't really have any way to answer right now. I, nothing, nothing. I have nothing <laughs> for any of that. <laughs> All we know is that we saw Mars, we saw the other things, he talks about the Pale Heart being the key, that Pale Heart's something inside the Traveler, or or the Traveler itself, like, I, we don't know, the, yeah. no more pieces left on the board, essentially, like, I, I it's funny, because uh, we always talk about the, the, or it's always talked about as the, as the, the, the gardening game, right, like the, the, the flower, um, yeah. uh, the flower game, yep, I always think of it as a chess game. And every time we go into these uh, into these pyramid ships, we're seeing these statues that are very chess-like. There's there's things that look like rooks. There's things that look like people kneeling, like pawns. Like it, it, there's Horses it's very chess-like to me. Yeah, it's it's very 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 chess-looking. And so for him to say that, it's like it, I I love the I love the metaphors. I guess they're not even metaphors now. It's almost like a literal like. You have no more pieces. I've taken your queen. Like what? You know, surrender. Like you can't. You can't go on. I've. I've got. You know, everything. It's so oh. an interesting point along those same lines is in in this scene as we see them walking down the hallway. Uh, before they get to the the area where there's all the different solar system, the planets of our solar system and moons. Uh, they're walking down a hallway, and that hallway, although it's kind of hard to see unless you're really looking for it. I watched that scene like 30 times. <laughs> is flanked by statues, and those statues yeah. are all representations of the different races in the soul system. The, yes. They have Hive, and they have Cabal. I saw the Hive. I think I saw uh, the Fallen. I don't remember. Yeah. They have Fallen. They have humanity. They have a human in there. Um, oh and these God. statues, now, now the statues we see elsewhere in, in the pyramid ships are, are like sliced up. You know, they're yeah, they're like we're, broken. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing like a third of a statue where the sides have been yeah. cut off, kind of thing. Uh, these statues appear to be intact, which oh, one of oh one of my little okay. kind of crazy off the wall theories that doesn't have any any you know grounding is what if those are the stat what if the statues we've seen that have cut up are the statues of races that the witness has already freed or or provided salvation for quote unquote and oh we're we're just so next. we no longer need some type of oh my god i i also just had this like really quick like mind fuck moment that, yeah. that went all the way back to uh season of arrival at the very end of season of arrival there's that final mission where you walk in and there's a pyramid ship and there's all these statues around it of all the different races of the soul system there were a bunch of cabal statues there were a bunch of fallen statues there was a bunch of humanoid statues there's a bunch of vexed like there were tons there were statues of everything do you remember that scene 
I do. I don't remember exactly what happened in it though. I um, I don't remember any either. I just remember reference here. I remember I just remember that scene of the pyramid ship there and all these statues. And now that now that you specifically said each one of those statues is from someone in the soul system, that's what triggered that memory for me and was like, "Oh, wait. We've seen something like this before." And and that was like freaking two years ago <laughs> and i've slept and drank since then so i don't remember it yeah i so i i, I don't know if you remember the I dialogue or not or anything i don't and i i can't like there's there's some videos for it i can't watch them while we're recording otherwise it's gonna mess with the audio uh yeah but I do remember that scene, so I, I think what I want to do is um, definitely I'm going to rewatch that, and yep. maybe at the beginning of, of our next episode, if there's there's some some relevant connections there, we'll we'll touch on that. We'll tie it in there, uh, absolutely. Especially well, me... because our next episode is going to be based along the raid, which takes place in a dark in a, a pyramid ship, and so if anything's going to relate, it's going to be that. Absolutely. So let me let me go through my list real quick and and double check and make sure that I've kind of covered everything that we wanted to cover as far as story mm-hmm. and post story. Um, we covered the time shifting of Mars. We covered the Siva, uh, the Sabbath Dune ship as a, as a worm looking like a worm God, the ascendancy, the orc stuff, uh, fundament as a prison. We covered that, uh, first ghost of Maru, Finch's deal, uh, mindscape, uh, scorn Baron. Uh, so, uh, uh, I guess this, this is, I, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Uh, uh, we covered all the cool. We covered the eyes in the throne world. Um, oh, uh, okay. So we still got to go for that. Uh, not taking giving. Sabbath Moon Temple to Sarthona. The quote. Uh, oh, does does do we ever know if Sabbath Moon knows that she was a chosen of the light? Like like do we is does she? Does she actively know that the light was going to choose her at any given time, or was it really truly a gamble? I think it was really truly a gamble on her part, um, because where we learn that is in the memories of the worm familiar, and yep. presumably she did not know any of that. Uh, prior she didn't to even us know that that, sh- that the traveler was going to come and and save her. No, I, her, I think it people. was just a gamble on her part of her believing she had done everything to meet the criteria and and just you know sacrificing herself in in yep. the name of the traveler yep uh okay um memories rejection of portal story is showing uh anna and rasputin what the hell <laughs> that was one that we were we were wrong on completely I guess. wrong. Oh, damn, uh, I'm super bummed about that. Like when they go to the scene in Zavala's in in the in the room there, yeah. and Anna's standing there. And first off, Anna doesn't say a word the whole time. There's no, no Rasputin exo looking thing, and then no, she just appears out of nowhere, and then she's never even talked of or mentioned after that point. Like I... what the i have to think that that is uh that is just them going hey like hey anna bray still a character anna bray still a character <laughs> don't don't forget about her uh you know she she's important that's why she's called into this meeting she she's still here uh i i really do think though that we are going to have one of the seasonal content 
for this this year is going to have a season that's Rasputin based or or Siva based. I think so too. And it it's gonna be Anna either us helping her complete the Rasputin Exo or have yep. or her having completed the Rasputin Exo and us helping uh you know it Rasputin get his memories or some of his functionality back or or something along those lines. I I really do think that's gonna happen at some point. I think so this too. Year. I think so too. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed that it was just a quick, like, Hey, look, there's Anna. Bye. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? damn it. Um, okay. Uh, uh, the traveler abandoning, abandoning other civilizations. Do we know why it, cause, cause that's one thing that, that the traveler has been chased this entire time through the system through, or not through, through the system, through the universe from, you know, presumably mm-hmm. galaxy to galaxy, to galaxy hopping from, from civilization to civilization to civilization, giving them things like the gift mask, giving them things uh, uh, to help them do something, you, albeit under the Traveler. We now know that it's it's because the Traveler needed help uh, yeah. fighting the darkness. Uh, but what? Why would they? Why would it abandon these civil, civilizations? So some of this uh, we we don't have exact reasoning that's told to us in game, but I think we can imply a couple things. Um, the first is that it, it always leaves, uh, either as soon as the darkness starts to, um, kind of come into view of wherever it's at, uh, or when it knows the darkness is very nearby. Um, so you see like the, the harmony, it left them the gift mast, it left them ways to defend themselves, but then it pieced out. Uh, and I think knowing now what we know, it was purely leaving all of that technology and all of those weapons with them as a like, hey, I don't think you're going to win if you do great, but at least you'll slow them down. Uh, oh, oh, traveler, <laughs> you dick. And I kind of think the same thing with the Elixni. It came to the Elixni. It, I think so it too. It raised, and I honestly, I think this is what the Golden Ages are. I think the Golden Ages are the I traveler so. fast tracking a civilization to a point of technology yep. and and firepower where they can maybe stand a chance of at least delaying the darkness. Absolutely. Uh, because I think I think the darkness, in all intents and purposes, throughout this entire time, has actually been kind of winning yeah. this 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 game between it and the light. Like I I truly think that it the light isn't all knowing, all powerful, all great, and you know light equals good, therefore good always wins type thing. No, I think I think the traveler's been fighting a losing battle for a long time. Um, and not just the traveler, the light, which kind of leads me into my, my next, uh, uh, thing that I have here that we haven't covered. Um, the hierarchy of these two forces of the light and of the dark. Uh, we talked about this a little bit and we kind of theorized here. Yeah. So, but before, before we open that, I want to say one more thing in relation to the traveler kind of civilization hopping. I think... I think when it, it would come to a civilization, it would arm them in order to delay or fight the darkness at least a little bit, and then it would leave. But I think it, it also had another purpose. And I think that purpose was to find a species that could do what the krill could have done, and that is wield the light. Not just Ooh. use it, 
not just use it through technology, but actually have it inside of them and wield it as a power. And I think because that's that, something very poignant. That is that is the deal with the the ghost. Like the hive are wielding light. It, they are not. Just, they haven't just stolen light and are using it. And now it's it, it's not like this energy bar next to them where it's like, oh shit, I'm out of light. Let me go recharge. No, they they are actively being light is being. They are channeling light. They're channeling the same way yep. that we as the guardian the guardians are, and the elixir could not. And Elixir think... could only do it with the splicer gauntlets and, and channel it as a tool, not actually wield it. And I think that's an important distinction because going back to what we were saying before, if the darkness knew that the Krill would have become this huge powerful force in the universe for whoever claimed them, and it knew, and, and the Traveler knew that the Krill could truly channel and, and use light in that fashion, then if, if again, if the Traveler had gotten to the Krill first and had made them Guardians as we know it, with our powers as we know it, but the Darkness never had a Hive army to be their opposite, to combat them, then that's, that's where the Darkness that would would have, would have lost. I was going to say, that would have been the end of the game. That, would, that game would have ended a billion years ago. And instead, the Traveler was unsuccessful in getting to the Krill first. And so now it's been civilization hopping across the universe to try and find some other race, some other species that was able to do what the Hive could have done. And what Holy it landed shit. on was humanity. We're the only so species. Is the thing. So, so then that does kind of prove a little bit like Humanity really is the only thing in the soul system that the traveler was able to wield. But now there's a caveat there because of something that we learned post campaign. Yes. Yeah. I. Which I think I, we need to talk about. Yeah. So to to go into that, this this goes into the of worms and queens. Um, yep. I. Uh, kind of post-campaign exotic mission. Uh, I'm going to talk in real broad strokes over most of this, but try and highlight the important bits because we're well over our normal time. Uh, I was trying to say, this is going to be a long episode. Last episode was a short one because there wasn't anything happening. This one's going to be a long one to make up for the short episode last time. Yeah, so in in that uh, mission, we are working with Queen Mara, uh, and she has Savathun's worm, the worm she extracted from Savathun. And it is not doing so well. It is dying. It doesn't have a host. And uh, Mara... And that's, that's something that we need to like make clear, too. When uh, Ikora took it to the, to the relic, she turned it. Like it, it she brought it, essentially no, 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 brought no, no. it back to life. She brought its past version alive, I, right? Ikora, Ikora brought the worm familiar from Fundament to the, oh. to the throne and saw its past. This is a different worm. This is the worm that was inside of Savathun. That was in Savathun. Okay. Up until this point, up until it being exercised in Season of the Lost. So they were they're was, two separate I was under entities. the impression that, that this was the same worm. No. No. Um, and uh, so Mara has Savathun's worm uh, and thinks that it's still valuable to keep alive. We can still extract information from it. Uh, she she reveals that 
uh, Savathun was present during the original collapse in the soul system. She was part oh. of the Black Fleet. She, she led Hive against humanity during the original collapse as part of the, the Witnesses' army. And because she was there and her worm was there, it should know how humanity escaped extinction the first time. Yep. And hopefully that information will help us when the darkness comes knocking at our doorstep again. When when the witness comes knocking again. Uh Mara's Mara's like, this is my burden. I'm gonna take on this burden of of putting this worm all up in me. Yeah, so she Hashtag she says she says <laughs> that uh <laughs> The, this worm needs a host in order to survive, and and it. She also needs a bargaining chip to get information out of it, and yep. says that she will she will provide its its new host. Um, yeah, she she will you know make sure that it can continue living. Uh, and that you know when when asked about well who you know who who is going to to uh you know be be that host she she says well will the queen of the reef not not provide um implying that she is going to to become the new host for this worm uh, <sighs> uh, <laughs> so we go through this mission where where the the whole most of this mission is just getting the worm to to be healthy again uh and we do that through these incubation areas because it's revealed that the worms are literally grown by the witness. Uh, yep. the, the witness has entire labs in uh, these like darkness uh, ruins and architecture that are dedicated to creating hive worms. And we uh, we see that in the at the end of uh, the the other strike that was that was brought with uh, Witch Queen. Yep. Um, at the very end, there's all these like cubes with nothing but worms inside them, like just mm-hmm. hundreds of worms. It, it, so yeah. And so we we hop around to these different incubation stations, and we give the worm a little more power, a little more vitality each time. And the worm starts talking to us after it gets to a certain point of health. Uh, she she's snarky. She's sassy. This is, this is a sassy little bitch. <laughs> I like I like little worm. <laughs> it's it's quite comical actually. Like it's it's actually really fun to to listen to the banter between the worm Absolutely. And, and Mara and, and Ghost. Um and uh and we we get to the point where uh, Mara is is ready to perform the ritual that will bind the worm to its new host. And we have to do this, you know, this defend the the ritual kind of kind of style thing um and uh at the end of it i would say throughout throughout this the worm is kind of dropping little uh dropping information to try and get us to distrust mara um yep. it's saying like you know oh you you're listening to the deceitful queen you know the the deceitful queen has plans to kill you um yeah and, Contingency uh, plan number one: kill the guardian. Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and and Mara, you know, does to her credit admit, like, yeah, I had yeah. contingency plans for everybody. Like any of us 
could could become corrupted as we've seen in Elsie Bray's uh dark yeah. history that yeah. like if if certain members become corrupted and fall to the darkness I I want to have plans to to stop them because that that can be our undoing. Absolutely, uh, that could be a a literal losing point for humanity. Yeah. Mara is Batman. <laughs> is what this comes down to. Uh, uh, she has All contingency right. plans. For everybody. Queen Mara. She has contingency plans for everybody about how she would stop them including herself. Yeah, uh, 100%. And, and because so, at the very beginning of this, like when she's talking to us, she starts talking to us and something happens to her and she like turns away. And when she says the word, the witness, when she starts talking about the witness, mm-hmm. she like gets kind of freaked out. And we learn through this mission that she went and stood in front of the witness. She has, she has stood face to face with the witness and it delivered her a vision of what it saw as her future in its version of the universe and that and future her role. and yeah and, and her role. role that she specifically played in the downfall of the universe yeah and and it portrayed her it, it said like you will become essentially the the witness's right hand man in the soul system and you will actively play a part in the witness's victory in in the soul system and and the universe beyond i uh, she and, is constantly struggling with that thought through all of these missions like she even disappears for a couple missions where she just leaves and and, I, and you're I, just like what the hell mara i i almost associate this with some some level of like ptsd absolutely uh, like 100%. this this vision was was so vivid was so strikingly um powerful to her that it has like it it, it there there are triggers for her now like Absolutely. hearing saying the name of the witness like brings up this this memory that is so painful to imagine that it it causes her to pause and and causes her to have to like step away and collect herself um and and it uh to her the thought of all of her plans and all of her her grand schemes to provide and protect uh humanity because that that has always been her end goal or her her stated end goal has always been even all the way back when she led awoken out of the distributary was we need to go back so that we can use our newfound powers to protect our our origin to re, protect the people we left our behind. debt like yep. yeah like that's that's our that's our ultimate debt to be paid is is to return to the soul system and and protect it and save it and for the the witness to so absolutely dictate to her no you you're going to be the undoing of everything that you have been trying to protect up till this point and this is a vision of exactly how that's going to happen. Like that that fucked her up. Absolutely. Uh, which is so, which is interesting too, because now we have we have three people who have stood in front of the dark or four people, I guess, that have stood in front of the darkness and and have communed with it directly face to face. We have the Taken King. Yep. Uh we know that he communed directly with the darkness. 
and and when I say the darkness, the witness. The witness. We, we can yeah. stop. We can stop calling him the darkness or the entity or whatever, because this is going to kind of. Uh, this is a point that I was going to make a, a little bit earlier, and I, I might make it here. Um, the witness is the entity is the darkness. That is, and and I think I don't know if this is a direct fact or not. Uh, the winnower. So I I think that's a safe assumption. Um, I'm operating. I, th- I think under so that as well. So we so we know Taken King is stood in front of her. We know Savathun has or, or Taken King is standing stood in front of it or him or her or they. I don't know. It's 2022. Whatever. They can be yeah. whatever they want. Uh, Savathun has stood in front of it. Um, Callus has stood in front of it. Uh, and now Mara has stood in front of it. And all these people that have stood in front of it have essentially gone insane. Or or have at least come out changed. Absolutely. Drastically so. Uh... Like, it's fucked with their head. Mm-hmm. So whatever the witness is, it's it's genuinely mind-fucky. I, I kind of equate it to, like, an eldritch god in the, you know, yeah. the, the Cthulhu mythos. Ooh. Like, just, just... Yeah! Seeing it, just just glancing upon it, is enough to bend your mind, kind of thing. Give me, give me a fucking Cthulhu. I oh, if one of the raid bosses is a Cthulhu boss, I'm gonna lose my <laughs> shit, and we're gonna we're gonna be stuck there for a while on day one. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> um, oh man, give me a give me an old god. Give me a Cthulhu. Give me a Cthulhu. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, the void lock fight. Oh, the void lock aspect is literally called "Child of the Old Gods." So I know. know. Oh my god! My mic just peaked there because I was <laughs> squealing like a little girl. Uh, yeah. Um, so, needless to say, um, to to finish off the the story of that mission, that that exotic mission, Mara reveals all of this to us, um, and then does the only sensible thing and turns the worm into a gun. Because <laughs> we had to turn it, something into a gun this expansion. <laughs> it's hilarious too, because then like the worm's like, You tricked me, you little shit. And Mara's like, No. I just no. I did exactly what I said. I provided you with a host. And yep. when you look at the gun, it has a respirator on it. Yep. <laughs> the back it like in the buttstock, there's literally a respirator like helping it breathe. So it is literally an incubator there. Like it's it's a full on like it's it's like a it's like a mini iron lung. <laughs> It's what I think of it. It's pretty good. Uh, and if you go back and you you replay the mission, you're like, yeah, she never specifically said that she, she would never. be taking it into her. She only ever said she'd never. be providing a host. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very very you know deceitful queen. Very clever. As, as very clever deceitful said. queen. Um. Well, and then in exchange for that, the 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 queen says you have to tell us something, and and snarky little snarky little worm says all right i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna be the last thing i ever tell you ever and she says sabathun wasn't just a reason uh uh or, or the pyramid ships weren't weren't just a reason for the collapse or anything like that but sabathun was was like literally the reason why the pyramids left because sabathun fed the pyramids an idea or or some sort of illusion that they had won and that the traveler died. And so yeah. the pyramids left because of that. And so Savathun was actively the reason why humanity lived. Savathun was, in a way, the 
because because the events of the collapse happening the way they happened led to the creation of the ghost, led to the creation of the guardians. Savathun was in a way, and and it's described as such in the lore in one of the the lore books, uh, the midwife to the ghosts and the guardians as they as we know them now. Uh, isn't isn't that just like a giant mind fuck? Like, it just yeah, it's that's, nuts. <laughs> that's that's fucking crazy. But that yeah. means that at the point that our collapse was happening, the collapse of humanity was happening, Savathun was already planning to to yeah. devote herself to the Traveler in some way, enough so that she risked going against the Witness and potentially being discovered by making it appear as if job was done and, and the Traveler was gone and the pyramids left. Holy uh, shit. Which is, is so here's yeah yeah giant mindfuck. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's another here's another one that I wanted to, to touch on real quick because I know we're 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 really pushing time now. Um, the the hierarchy of these two sides. Um, so yeah. if we think of if we think of the and and I kind of came up with this theory a little bit and and I I like it. Um, we try to think of like what's on one side, what's on the other. Uh, so on the darkness side, we have the entity, the witness, the 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 deep, the dark, the deep, the person. That is like the overarching general of everything. Underneath him is like his army. That's the pyramid ships. He can use he can he can actively move the pyramid ships. We see a lot of uh, uh, temporal manipulations there inside the pyramid ships and throughout the pyramid ships. And that's you know that obviously that's directly tied to him because we see him moving very temporally the very you know shifting constantly he's never quite in one place in one time like he's he's very much a shift shifting constantly uh and so when we look at that and we look on the other side of the of the battle and we look at at the light uh we have basically the traveler as or 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 possibly something inside the traveler you know the pale heart in inside um as the light as the as the other as the general of the other side and therefore the ghosts are the army of the light and the ghosts are the equivalency of the pyramid ships it's not this and and again nothing to nail this down this is purely speculative uh for on my part but i like the idea that uh because the darkness has raised an army that the traveler or the sky the light is building an army and that army being built the, the way it's doing it is by way of these ghosts so like we as we as guardians or we as light bearers or you know we're we're kind of it's it's almost like a two-way tool right like we have the light to help us protect humanity and the traveler has the light to use us as an army against the darkness like that's that's almost how i'm seeing it um mm-hmm. again i don't have any, anything to nail that theory down but i really like that idea of like the equivalency of the pyramid ships is actually the ghost, not no, the traveler. I, I think there's there's absolutely some some logic for that to stand on. I uh, we see that the the witness is has direct control of the pyramid ships, has the whole armada of ships in in front of them in that cutscene. Yep. Or or um you know most of them. I uh, and the the way that I see it is that all right. The ghosts spread the influence of the traveler in a way. Yeah. The pyramid ships spread the influence of the witness. 
Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's where that kind of direct comparison can can come into play there. Um, they I like don't. That. I they really don't necessarily like have the same function as in, well, I, and I guess even then you could argue the ghosts are our conduit to the light, the pyramid ships. We've always had to visit a pyramid ship to access to deeper levels of our darkness yeah. abilities. So they're both Absolutely. conduits to their respective force as well. So ah! I, I, I like that comparison. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, okay, I'm trying to. I'm I'm going through my notes one last time to make sure we've touched on everything. So I think we actually have touched on everything. There's one last one that I have, or two. I guess two last ones. Um, the enclave, the relic in the enclave. Uh, that's not a time thing. Like it's it's literally like looking at the memories of something. Yeah. It's It's not like bringing something from the past forward or shifting us backwards through time. There's no time travel happening there. It's just looking at something and and looking at the memories of what that thing can do or what that thing has had imprinted on it and is and is making something out of looking at that as a blueprint like you said with the glaive and making a a physical thing out of it or or even a a for Ikora a vision of the memory of that thing. Yeah, and I I think this is a very distinct difference between the enclave and the memory altar. The memory altar is showing you uh, a scene that has been imprinted on an inanimate object. Yep. The Enclave is almost a stronger version of that. It is forcing an object to remember it, what it itself used to be. Yes. So it's not just a projection of the environment it was in. It is actually making that object, you know, quote unquote, remember its, its previous forms. And I, that's, yeah, that's mind blowing. Uh, there's two other little kind of like tidbits after, after all of these. And it's, it, you get to revisit the part of the, the weekly story missions, um, are revisiting the, um, the, uh, uh, shoot, we just said it, um, the, the memory altar, Mm, uh, in, in the throne world. Uh, the first time you go, um, Sabathun talks about having locked something away inside the pyramid, and and essentially, hopefully, on Saturday, uh, we're gonna get to go see we'll what find that out. is. Yeah, and we're gonna get to fuck it up. Uh, my theory is it's Callus. I I I'm, I'm truly under the belief that Callus is in this thing. Now I'm truly under the belief that there's an old god in there too. And if there is an old, <laughs> if like Callus is like boss number two, and and then old god is the. But now now I'm almost under the thought like. What if what if Fickroll is in there too as a raid boss? Like, you know, and then that's then of course everyone's big joke, like Tanix is the is the actual final raid boss. Like everyone knows right. this. Um no, my my predictions are Callus will be the end boss, Callus will be the disciple. Uh yep. because the, the raid's name I think is Vow of the Disciple. Um, and that's that's in that's in game. That's the that's, that, that's the, all in game. Yep. Yep. That I, is the, the, the collections tab. Yep. Uh, I, I think Callus is going to be the final boss. He's going to be the disciple, and that uh, Fickrel will be one of the mid bosses, who's kind of the reason behind why all the scorn are are there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, that's, that's my theory right now. I like that. Um, we know that the glaive was used as a lure. Um, she talks about how the witness can move. She wants the power of the witness to move worlds between realities, which is the whole reason why she wanted to take 
the Traveler into her reality, into her throne world. So we know that the darkness has the ability to move worlds between realities. And that's where, like, when, when he walks through and we see all the planets and moons and stuff of the solar system just kind of floating around in his little chamber, that he can, he can actually hide, like, he can physically move them out of reality into another reality, which is why things like uh, uh, Mars disappeared, Mercury disappeared, Titan disappeared. Um, that's why these things have disappeared. Um, and then the, 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 the last one that, that, she, that I have on my list here, and the last one that she talks about, is she talks about, um, she says, let's play a game. Uh, it's called Two Truths and Two Lies. She's going to give us four sentences, and uh, of these four sentences, two of them are truths and two of them are lies. And the four sentences, she starts off with Mercury, uh, Titan, and Io are safe with me. The second sentence is the witness returned Mars. The third sentence, I can't remember. And the last sentence is the Taken King is risen. The, the third sentence, if I recall correctly, is something along the lines of you will soon have the power to move planets. Yes, that's what it is. You will, have, you will soon have the, mo- the power to move planets between realities. Uh, and Myth and I have a, have a few theories on this, and we're going we're gonna to hit these real quick. Um, of the first two, we're pretty sure that the first one is a lie, and the second one is the truth. Yep. Uh, I don't Why think... the witness gave us back Mars, we have no idea, but we're yeah. pretty sure that Savathun doesn't have the three of those safe. Or, well, okay, so here's a quick thing that just poked a hole in all of that. She did move the Traveler. This is true. She did, but the Traveler is a lot different than a planet. I mean, um, it's smaller. I, the Traveler is smaller than a planet. Uh, yeah. But I, there's just a lot of unknowns. Like There is. Why move those planets? And if you did move those yeah. planets, why did it leave an anomaly behind that connected yeah. directly to the dark? Direct, directly to directly the witness? Directly to the darkness. Um, directly there. Yeah, I, no, absolutely. I, I, I think that that's... I think that the fact that the anomaly is there is pretty definitive proof that the darkness has the ability to move worlds between realities. Now, the, the only thing that I could say that might support Sabathun having, having moved them is that uh, she still had her worm and full access to her darkness abilities. Uh, maybe it, it left an anomaly that has a, that leads to you know, the, the darkness that leads to uh, the witness because it is dark power that she used to hide them away. Oh, um, God. We're now, already poking holes in our own theories. God damn it. <laughs> it's, it's a very cyclical argument to it be is. made. It is. It uh, is. I, I do think there's a lot more motivation for Savathun to have returned Mars than for the witness to have returned Mars. Um, yes. So I don't. Maybe I'm flipping my my answer on that. Maybe right? I do think number Cause, one cause is then, true. Because then that leads you to sentence number three. You'll soon have the power to move worlds between realities. And is if, that a power of the light or the dark? If that is a power, if it's a power of, the, of dark, the light, then sentence one is true. If it's a power of the dark, then sentence two is true. Well, okay. She moved the traveler while she had nothing but light powers. Okay, there it is. So that makes me feel like. Moving the traveler is different than moving a world. Say, however, 
However, when we're in that mission, when we see the inner workings of the ritual, technically she's not doing it. I don't think she has witches that are doing it. Which would still so be like to the dark? Is it still connected to the dark? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I know this could go on forever, but we're gonna have. And to... And then the final statement: the Taken King is risen. That we're we're getting Taken King right. Full stop. I I don't see how we don't. Um, we're getting we're getting Taken King so yeah. right in, in not not this season, not next season, but the third season of this year. Uh, yeah. So season after next, we're getting Taken King. Yeah, I'm I'm all but certain on that. Yeah. Uh, and then the very, very last thing I have here is why does Sabathun refuse the darkness's lie in that final mission there? Like why why is the lie of the of the darkness that 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 or why 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 does she see when she sees that vision of where she gets pissed that she's been lied to, right? Like mm-hmm. why is she so she's so willing to accept these other memories? But that memory alone, she's like, no, you're faking me. You're full of shit. Like, get the hell out of here. Well, the, the other memories are, are her own. They're from her own perspective. Uh, so I, and, and they're narrated by her when we see the scene happen in front of us at the table. So I True. think it's much easier for her to accept, like, this is a memory of something I did from my own that's my voice that's me that's that looks like me that sounds like me it right. walks like a duck talks like a duck it must be a well, and, must be a sabathun and if we relate it to how crow talks about experiencing aldrin's memories it it is literally their memory they they are literally seeing it from their own eyes yep hearing their yep. own words be spoken um whereas the 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 worm's memory is not of not from her perspective is perspective of the worm and yep. the worm does say we're going to play on her pride and on her fear on her fear and, and pride yep she you know in in rejecting that a i think is is that 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 gut reaction of like no i i couldn't have done this i couldn't be no, responsible no for all way. of this i'm i'm the i'm the uh, god of cunning i'm i'm the deceitful one i you can't well, you can't fucking out con the con that's fucking bullshit well, that and just the rejection of like I I am not the one that's responsible for for the hive as they are now. Yeah, like I, she can't accept that. Yeah, she could be the reason why they fell to the dark in the first place. Um, especially as she is trying to get to the light. I, uh, and then I think the the other portion of it is her pride, is that she yep. she doesn't want not not only is there a fear of like oh my god did did i do this what have i done but there's also that 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 same pride of like no i am in control i know everything that i have been doing i've I've planned this so many steps ahead yeah Yeah. you, you can't just come in here and tell me that you know more about me than i know about me kind of kind of she you know, she even voices it that way too like she's like so you think you know me you you know who i am well you right, tell me yeah. what what am i who am i like you you tell me like yeah she gets she is so pissed at that memory <laughs> she is pissed so that's that's how i took that that interaction okay so last very 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 last thing i know that the last we've had like last three thing, last this, things <laughs> This is officially the last thing. Uh, Ikora cheats, uh, and so does Sabathun, because Ikora goes from a... She, she's now gone from a Nova Bomb into a Nova Warp, and now a Nova Bomb into a Chaos Reach. 
in less than half a second, and that's bullshit. Uh, Savathun launches multiple fucking supers at us, just nonstop. He uses two supers at the same time from two different subclasses and two different classes and trees, and so those two are cheaters. 100% cheating sons of bitches playing on PC. So just, just, uh, a, just a tiny bit about that. I think, I think we, we can argue that Savathun's abilities are because she's in her own throne world and she can do what she wants and make her own rules and blah, 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 blah. And she was directly uh, underneath the Traveler, so she's really close to light. So she could possibly use them. She possibly had like recharge areas, you know, like yeah, maybe it's know. mayhem or maybe it's like, light, yeah. like, well, yeah, uh, like kind of like, well, Gaul, Gaul had to go through and recharge himself each time he used a super. So yeah, and we had access to those same recharge points. So we got the same thing, right? We didn't have access to those in, in Savathun's throne world. We don't know. I like Whatever. the idea that Savathun can do this because as the first chosen race, uh, she is actually stronger in her connection to the light than we will ever be. Ooh, you, you sly fox, you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So yeah. Hashtag hive did nothing wrong. Pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I love- <laughs> well played, good sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's our show. That's Witch Queen. That's that's the entirety of Witch Queen and post Witch Queen stuff. Um, this weekend is the raid. Uh, we're gonna be taking that whole thing in. Just that's what she said. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm fucking ready for this thing. Um, Heck yeah. Myth, do you have anything else to to add as far as lore wise? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start our cl- our closing here. I do not. I think we're time for some some very quick thank yous if you've got any, and then we'll wrap it up for the evening. Don't worry, I only have one this th- this time, and it's a special one because guess what? Um, hashtag kind of sort of sponsored. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Guess guess who else has secrets? <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so this this we're not actually officially sponsored like like we don't have like we're not getting money and revenue from these guys uh but uh they are i've been i've been working pretty close to them and and they said uh uh the the owner of the place uh said give us a shout out and we'll shout you back uh so uh this is to all of our fans that live in the uh des moines iowa area there's a local shop here I i don't think it's local uh to iowa uh, but it's a place called Game Castle. Uh, they do things like uh, Warhammer 40k, um, Star Wars, uh, Magic, Pokemon, all these other cool things that I've just named a bunch of them that I now should hopefully get sponsored by all these guys. Uh, but yeah, uh, Wizards, uh, they're us really up. cool place. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast took us up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, they're a really cool company. They're 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 out of Ankeny. Um, so if you're in the Des Moines area and you're 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 in Ankeny and you like uh, you like some board game stuff, uh, go check them out. They're really cool. Uh, super super cool people. Uh, if you want if you if you want to meet Zor and have a signing of your of your lore copies from Zor, uh, I'm there every Sunday. Uh, I we do we do paintings of miniatures. Um, uh, and hopefully we'll be doing some Final Fantasy TCG stuff there uh, soon. So yeah, thank you, Game Castle, for giving us a shout out. Uh, at least in the Iowa area, Des Moines area. Well, awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Myth, you got any thank yous? 
uh say nothing nothing that comes to mind just you know thank you for everyone that keeps keeps on listening to our crazy ass theories i uh, we will we will keep keep uh putting them out there and uh yeah that's it sweet all righty well from all of us lore nerds to all of you guardians out there we'll see you next week